0: I was felt like I was letting go of my breath because how slower and harder it was to breathe. Wow. And the moment I felt like I I was giving up. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is what it feels to die. You know, I'm actually dying. (laughs) That's crazy. And uh, these last few seconds with the moment I felt like I was going to just let go and I couldn't have any more strength to to stay awake. Yeah. I saw a flashback of my whole life in one second. From when that's I was crazy. a kid that's to 16 incredible. years old, yeah, I I said no. In the name of Jesus, yeah, I called wow. the name of Jesus. The, I said the in,
1: name that you had denied, the yes. name that you had chosen to forget. Yes. that's powerful. It,
0: and I I I guess it was instant knowledge that that was God.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: that's why made I called to know it was on the God. name of Jesus right. because it was like instant knowledge. It was that the spirit. I knew that mm-hmm. was. It was like God made aware that He is that that was him. Yeah. Impressing. Yeah. That word to me. Yeah. And I and be, the moment I was aware of that in my conscience, yeah. I said in Jesus name, in my conscience.
1: Yeah, you cuz you couldn't speak
0: at that I was, point. You had I the was oxygen mask. Yeah. Yeah. Give yeah. me a second chance to live. I'm yeah. not ready to die.
1: When did I I guess I guess uh, what would be good is um when did you start feeling the presence of god and what happened in your life where god was dethroned from your heart from your mind um and just take us through the journey of even your childhood that would be cool that'd be awesome your childhood all the way up to that moment when you lost your faith in god leading up to bible college leading up to prison ministry and then we'll, we'll go from there. How about that?
0: Okay. Um, well, uh, I, I grew up with you as, uh, you know, you're my brother. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, uh at a age of, I was in fifth grade. I remember, um, uh, my father, our father, he's a, he was a pastor and, uh At some point in the state of washington and uh, and are they had un unfortunate uh or unforeseen circumstances uh that i i didn't understand but uh at the age of fifth grade i'm i'm sorry at the at fifth grade mm-hmm. not it was not an age um they divorced and so I had to choose whether I should live with uh, our father, who was, had family in California, and uh, the Hispanic side of his family, or with my mother in, in the state of Washington. And it was the hardest thing in decision to make uh, at such a young age. But I chose to go with my dad and actually live one year with my dad and one year with my mom well our our father um you know i just want to kind of yeah. get this out is our dad he was um he was a pastor and um but he didn't he had he he believed in in jesus name i, I believe he believed in oneness of god mm-hmm. through the apostolic church but uh the apostolic Assembly, is where he had some roots of uh and friends and introductions from people from an organization that had split from mm-hmm. the Apostolic Assembly, yeah, and so um, they became their own independent thing. So he he had some remnants of that, and our dad he 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 had the Holy Ghost, but what uh, our mother our mom said is he he had the Holy Spirit, he had the Holy Ghost with the sign of speaking in tongues, but he never taught it. He didn't really. It really wasn't something that was. Taught in a way uh, that that it's 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 what we need to be born again for salvation. Uh-huh. So he he knew he had the presence of God and it moved in him, but he didn't know necessarily the doctrine and have the knowledge of it because of his roots of coming out of um, uh, uh, a church or an organization uh-huh. that stepped out of the teaching of that. Yeah. And uh and so it just as you could you could you could say that from one source to another source it got watered down right. it got lost right. to the it, point when he was a pastor. Yeah,
1: he didn't he didn't really teach it. It was really a relationship between independent churches. So they weren't right. exactly an organization, but they were independent churches that broke off of the assembly um I think in the 60s and 70s. Um, and, uh, and they lost that aspect of Pentecost while they kept oneness and Jesus name, baptism and, and things. So just to give a little bit extra background to that.
0: So, um, uh, he was a pastor and, uh, uh, w- along with my mom and, uh, she played the piano. I remember those days mm. when we would crawl under the pews mm-hmm, and, uh, mm-hmm. escape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but, uh you know, we didn't re- really have the truth in our hearts, and, uh, you know, we, we didn't have some knowledge of God, and, and we we need to serve Him, and there's passion, there's passion, uh, but uh, things, you know, sin happens, and, uh, and we make mistakes, we're flesh, mm-hmm. and I don't totally know the reasons why, but my parents had got, our parents mm-hmm. had got divorced, and, uh, and so there was, a great decision that we had to make to live with them or to, uh, with one or the other at a different location. Uh, and then they both ended up remarrying, uh, with, uh, with another person. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that was my childhood growing, growing up. Uh, I lived uh, one year with my dad in California with, uh, and then from there I moved with, uh, my mom another year in, uh, where she had married someone from Mississippi and uh an interesting thing is she found she she found a UPCI church there the man that that she married he he was uh he attended it because his family went there uh but she she, she was looking for a church and uh-huh. he through through the connection of 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 him uh he went over there to uh to that church, and um, uh, it was a UPCI a church, independent church, mm-hmm. and they preached the doctrine. They mm-hmm. preached baptism in Jesus' name. They yeah, preached Holy Ghost. Receiving things, the Holy yeah. Ghost, speaking in tongues. And I, when I went to live there, um, I was exposed to it, but I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I. It's almost like I wasn't really sat down with someone and taught about it. Yeah. I actually got to minister there and I what how I feel about that is I was so close but not quite. Mm. I was so close there, but yeah. I just it didn't happen. Oh. And I, I was in middle school, it was about eighth grade and I remember the pastor, uh his name is Pastor Moore, he came to me and he explained to me at one time in an altar call how uh, I could receive the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues. And we tried it. I lift my hands, and I prayed. I didn't receive it. And oh. I don't know why, because I guess my memory can't go back that. Yeah. I remember the UPCI camp. It was, it was just like anything else, yeah. on wow. fire, running the aisles. I was like, wow. Like it was, it, it was, I, I know I could feel the presence of God, Yeah. but for some reason, I was, just, I was right there, but not quite. And it's almost like I didn't really embrace the doctrine of it. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and I, I don't know why it's, my memory can't go back to that, right. that area. That's
1: um, interesting because I, I, I guess I, I totally forgot that that had happened that you moved to Mississippi first and then from Mississippi, then you came back to California, right? I thought you came from Washington to California for some reason.
0: I did actually. I did first. I went I went from Washington uh-huh. when they had uh, our parents had divorced. Uh-huh. The first time. That the was the first, first one. Yes, to Then California. you moved
1: back to Washington. Oh. Yes. Uh, and then from Washington you went to Mississippi.
0: That's right. Okay. No, no, from Washington I went back to California. Uh I'm sorry. Uh, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, so time is blurry, from huh? Washington. But you lived
1: in Mississippi basically. You lived in Mississippi for 1 year. For one year. My 8th grade. Yeah. Yes. Wow.
0: Yeah. I totally forgot
1: about that. Yeah. That's really yes. interesting. We're discovering things here. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. I
0: remember now that was the last time I was going to go to, so I went from, from Washington, mm-hmm. we, I went to California and then from California, uh, 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 I went to Washington, Washington, uh, back to California and then California to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And then that was my last year. Uh, and that was the last year I was gonna spend with my mom, I had decided that in my high school, the credits start fresh, so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna stay in California with my dad, yeah. in Watsonville. And so, in my high school years, that's what happened. I went from that experience of being exposed to the UPCI, or the doctrine mm-hmm. and the truth.
1: Pentecost, yeah. But
0: not quite receiving it, not yeah. quite being there, and went back to California in my high school age. Um. I honestly, I hadn't even been baptized.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, and uh, it wasn't until I was either 14 or 15 years old. Now, in, our, we, uh, in California, it wasn't a church that my uncle's the pastor, uh-huh. and it wasn't a church that preaches the, the full truth. They, they have that same understanding as our dad did, yeah. who they, they believe in baptism in Jesus' name. Uh, they believe in one God, but they believe that, uh, to receive the Holy Ghost is when you receive, it's not any, anybody can receive the Holy Spirit when they, the moment they believe and have faith. Yeah. But if those who speak in other tongues, that's just a gift or another level. Yeah. And only those certain deeper level or extra thing, an extra thing. It's just a deeper level Mm -hmm. and they don't know that it's for everybody. Yeah. And so when I came, I went, uh, with that understanding, and uh, and so I, all I knew is that, yeah, you know, at some point in my life and fifteen years old, I, what why not, why not get baptized in Jesus' name if I haven't been baptized? And there was a mentality that you know, you're so small, you're a kid, so when you're a kid, you you can't make that decision for yourself. So you, my mentality, my thought is, I got to be a teenager at least, with the youth, the hoveness we called in Spanish. To make that kind of decision, so now I'm like 15 years old, and I'm like, I think I'm at that age now where, it, where there is an age limit that was put on on the, that way of thinking. Right. Now that I'm 15 years old, yeah, I'm now a little more mature to make that decision. So yeah. now I could decide to get baptized. Yeah,
1: yeah, that and and that's interesting that they put that age limit on. I remember wanting to get baptized at 14 years old, maybe 13. And I wasn't allowed to get baptized until I was 15. Mm. You know, uh, that to me is crazy. Mm. Now that I've been involved in like CLC and different church ministries, I'm like, man, if a kid knows that they're a sinner and they know who Jesus Christ is, baptize them. You know, to be honest, you know, I think a lot of people really they hype on or they're a little too concerned about what is called the age of accountability. You know, sometimes students will ask me that. They'll be like, "Um, Brother Abrego, what what age do you think is the age of innocence? Where does that stop? I said um, uh, that I don't know where it stops, but it is probably way earlier than a lot of people assume. I'm talking about elementary school right? Because I remember being in elementary school and having corrupt thoughts. I remember being in elementary school and knowing what the concept of lying,
0: That's when I was, you know I, what I mean? I mean, that's when I was introduced to pornography. Yeah,
1: me, uh, me as well. And, <laughs> and I didn't know well. that yeah. was going
0: to happen. Some kid just said, oh, come look at this. And he yeah, opened it up. And right. just, I was just there and I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and, and those, uh, so corruption and evil, like jealousy was there. You know, mm-hmm. I remember you were jealous of a kid who liked the same girl as you. I'm do you real, remember me yes, taking him out to the field? Yes, I and told it. was like you in fifth
0: year grade, yes, and, and I'm taking this kid out, and I
1: jumped him in the field. <laughs> you know what I mean? I remember you tripped that him. Was, that's evil. You kicked him in the, gra- in the <laughs> and grass. And He went,
0: oh, and I was like, oh, man, he's, <laughs> he's beating him up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was mean, man. That's not right. Yeah, that's that not was not right, man. But I knew what I was doing, and I felt guilty for it. And I remember trying to, like – uh like uh making it not that big of a deal because then i was like oh snap i, I think i'm gonna get in trouble because this kid just started wailing and crying yeah, you know yeah. and i said oh, i was just kidding i was just kidding <laughs> oh, but look at fifth grade how young are you man what are you like 11 years old 10 years old i remember in third grade feeling jealousy i remember in third grade knowing what lying was so I think age of accountability happens way earlier than people think and that's a little scary right yeah. because as parents we we tend to want to project innocence upon them as long as possible and by nature it's it's kind of that way right your child always is your child will always be your child even when they're old it's like our dad you know there's a sense that we are younger and he's still our father But uh, oftentimes that gets in the way of really assessing that your child needs to be saved sooner than later and they can get filled with the Holy Ghost and they can get baptized. But anyways, putting some context, that's why they wouldn't let us get baptized till 15 because they said, oh, okay, you know, we have to wait until you're old enough. And it's the age of accountability. That is a fearful thing, though, man. That is a fearful thing to be waiting till people are 15 years old. That's crazy to me. Yeah. But anyways, continue on with your story.
0: Well, you know when I when I when that moment of when I say I want to get baptized, mm-hmm. that moment of commitment, that moment of like I want to I want to live for the Lord. That there's why why not? There's nothing else out there. You know, that's what my my heart was mm-hmm. at that time. I got baptized in Jesus' name. That same year was the year I had backslid, mm-hmm. according to the level of knowledge that mm-hmm. I knew about God at that mm-hmm. time. And that's when the trial, the test started, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, um, I, at the age of 15, I I met a girl who I got emotionally attached to. We had a relationship and, uh, and it wasn't the timing of God. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I guess I'm a sensitive guy. And when it, and the thing is the, as I when, because of doing this and it's, it wasn't the will of God to do this, it instead of having my prayer life with God and seeking God, my mind and my thoughts were all about this, this woman, mm-hmm. this girl. And so what, what happened is that I had put God to the side and I had allowed my flesh to be opened up and, and do what I will and what I wanted, and even though there's even warning signs of that. Uh, from others who would tell me, Hey, you know, this is you're too early, you know, to be getting into a relationship. Yeah. You know, maybe you should wait and whatnot. But um I, I chose to ignore that mm-hmm. and I and as a result of me putting God to the side and me opening up my flesh and allowing myself to be so emotionally attached with this uh girlfriend of mine at the age of fifteen mm-hmm. uh it ended up breaking up and uh, uh she ended up um uh going with someone else and that broke me and that put me in a state of depression mm-hmm. at that age of high school
1: even at age 15
0: even at age of 15 yeah. you know i and I, I i it was literally i felt broken i felt yeah. heartbroken mm-hmm. so i i mean you might think that's young you know but too young but no it, you know the emotions everywhere. are real so uh so from there um I got angry with God, mm-hmm. I, I know I did have I did pray mm-hmm. I did sincerely pray to God, but and I would pray about that, but you know I really was it wasn't the will of God, even though I was praying, and i I got angry at God, and I uh decided to blame God for for the sin that I was put myself into. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we create our own mess, yeah, we we get in a trial, but we put ourselves in it, yeah. And this was one of those occasions where i got and and now I'm over here, even though I got myself into it, now I'm over here blaming God for mm-hmm. the way the pain that I feel, and so that uh in itself was where I had already stepped away in my heart mm-hmm. and 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 just to go a little further i I was so angry at God that I decided to go to the altar and i said, you know god you you know what why would you do this and I, I decided to curse at God. Mm. I, I literally cursed God. Because, what do you mean by I, that? I said bad words to him. Mm. I said cursing st- wow. stuff to him. Wow. And I was already back in my heart. Yeah. By then, I was. My heart wasn't with God. Wow. And it was all because I had directed all my attention to the flesh. Right. And so um, then I had decided to walk away and not come back to church. And I decided not to believe in God. That uh, that being said, I was claiming atheism mm-hmm. at that time. How quick
1: did that happen from the moment that you I guess cursed God and then abandoned it all? Was it I, I think I remember it was like pretty fast. Like that, it shifted That and, was
0: fast because you know. the backsliding happened as a process of being with her. Okay. That was the process Got of me it. coming back. Right, okay. But that happened right away where i left church i became atheist i yeah. claimed atheist because um that w- i was already backsliding in my heart through yeah. the process of slowly easing my mm-hmm. way to giving my way to the flesh yeah. and easing my way from god mm. and so um you know and and so the thing is and this is one thing i always say once you give your flesh one foot the devil comes and he takes it a whole mile yeah. he says oh you thank you you just opened the door for me to come and take you to the next level yeah even though you did not think you were going to go that far, right. you did not think that was going to it was going to lead you there right and the devil just wants to destroy yep. you and bring you to the lowest take advantage
1: point. and burst into the li- your life yeah because you're yeah.
0: god's creation mm-hmm. well from there uh it was the worst mistake i could Make in my life mm-hmm. so that opened up the door uh claiming atheism what it did to me in my mind is what it allowed myself tell myself to excuse myself from deciding what was right and what was wrong so there's no i can choose my my own destiny i choose what is right and what is wrong and I decided to leave the boundaries of what are the Word of God says, what is what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. And I choose to say, you know what, I'm gonna make my own destiny, and I'm gonna choose what's right and what's wrong. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so that that w- that opened the door for me to dive and in and in, in dwell into sinful sinful things, and there was no limit to that. Yeah. And so uh, that's what when I began to start experimenting with marijuana mm-hmm. with uh 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 one of our brothers who who is lost today mm-hmm. and uh he was smoking marijuana so we 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 smoked marijuana and started drinking alcohol up there in in the same church uh the house of 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 my my uncle's mm-hmm. house and we were doing that in our room yeah and uh that opened the door for and and in all that I was then I also str- at that age I was struggling with my identity, because that opened the door for me to just search out anything. And there's and this there's something that I um I I I heard from somewhere else, and it says that if you don't believe, if you don't believe in something, you will fall for anything. Yeah. And really, that's something that you must believe is in the Word of God. That's right. And if you don't, then you're gonna fall for. You're you're going to be wide open to anything, and yeah. so that was me yeah. at that time.
1: It'll be chaos and lack of control in 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 the things that you participate in.
0: So yeah. I that was me, and now at the age of sixteen, I was I was uh, enamored or yeah. craving that lifestyle of 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 respect or being cool, and mm-hmm. and so that at that age, I I I wanted I liked the the lifestyle of a uh, of what the gangsters had, mm-hmm. you know i i I didn't really truly know the the deep evils mm-hmm. of it, right. I just knew they smoke weed, mm-hmm. I smoke weed, they drink, I drink, and they seem pretty pretty tough, they yeah. seem pretty cool, yeah, like they respect each other, but really, there is none when you really get into it, right, and you really know what you're getting into. There is no respect for one another, yeah. and it's all based out of fear. Yeah. But I went in there thinking, enamored by it at that age, not knowing and looking for some mm. new I- identity. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would put on colors uh, um, of a of a, a gang that, and and uh, I'd never joined a gang, but I always hanged out and went, you know, with, with the wannabe gangsters, yeah. and so just trying to identify to like that searching myself and and putting on those colors i dropped out of high school in 10th grade and right after i I got a job remember i had a job in subway at 16 years old Mm -hmm. and as soon as i got out of work from a uniform uh in santa cruz Mm -hmm. then i would put on my red sweater yeah and uh went out and i thought that day i want to go uh there's that day there's a day where i wanted to go look for some weed yeah and so I went to a friend's house in the, in the city that I lived in and I knocked on his door. I didn't have a car. I walked mm-hmm. and took the bus to, and I, he wasn't there. So I was like, oh, well, no weed today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I had walked pretty far distance to get to my house, but I was only two blocks away from where I lived in my house in Watsonville and three guys dressed in black. They were, looked like they're Hispanic guys, mm-hmm. way bigger than me way older than me is what mm-hmm. they looked like, um, just were walking towards me, approached me and asked me a qu- One of them asked a question. He says, hey, do you, got, uh, you got any, do you got a light? I said, no, I don't have a light. And uh, he said...
1: They were behind you at this time?
0: They were they're first at my side of what I could remember. And then m- m- me, I'm just with my hands in my pocket looking down on my shoes, mm-hmm. just keep walking as they spoke to me. And, uh, and then at, at, at the, by the end of the conversation, they were behind me and they said, do you got any dank, any weed, which means any weed in slang. And they said, uh, I said, no, uh, I don't have any dank, but if you guys are looking for some, I'm looking for some too. Cause I was searching previously before right. that, you know, like the two hours passed. Yeah. And I, I can't, I think I remember it was about si- between 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. And I didn't see this coming, but they were already right behind me. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the guy that was speaking to me had sw- swung like as, as if he was punching me. Yeah. And uh, in my chest, pressure. I felt like a punch. Mm-hmm. And when I turned around, I looked what he was holding. He was holding a, a knife in his hand. Mm. And I realized, oh man, they're, they're out to get me. Uh, so my reaction wasn't to turn around and punch back. My reaction was to run. Yeah three guys versus me i right. i got scared yeah. so i ran uh 2 feet and it wasn't it wasn't until 2 feet i tripped on my on my ankle mm-hmm. and i slipped and i i fell face forward onto the concrete and all i could think is cover my neck as they began to stab me on the ground yeah. 11 times wow and, uh, you know, I don't never know why they did it. Mm-hmm. I really didn't get into fights. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, just my theory is that they were recruiting, uh, in order to join a gang and right. they have to kill right. someone to do that type of thing. I remember the, it was
1: really senseless. It was meaningless. Uh, and what I mean by meaningless is not just that violence is meaningless, which it is, but it wasn't like traditional, like gang banging. They were like, Hey, what's your side? You mm-hmm. know, Hey, what, what do you claim? You know? Oh, this or that. Oh, you know, what's up? North side, south side, you know. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like traditional kind it of didn't. gang banging. It was just they're there to do damage to anybody. Mm-hmm. Finding somebody to do damage to, jump in their car, go back to where they're from, you know. That's what it is. It's just senseless. It's just yeah. senseless violence, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, even I heard it from someone else and later, in while still lost, someone re- thought he recognized me, and he... he 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 left, and he and he. Some of the guys asked me, hey, you know, where are you from? You, you know, were you in the gang? And I'm yeah. like, no, um, because the other guy said yeah. he thought he recognized you, and he 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 was saying that they have to kill each other. They even kill within each other. Yeah, they they even kill within even if they're in the same right. color. Yeah, they they there's no boundaries yeah. to that. they right. will they will attack even the same color. Right, which is such a sad thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah well i I remember after uh they had uh, they had stabbed me and I was on the ground, the guy said, "Let's go," and they ran <clears throat> and they uh wherever they ran back to, and all I could know was I was bleeding, mm-hmm. and I could feel the warmth of the blood coming leaking mm-hmm. out of my body. So all my reaction was to get up and cover my chest where I knew blood was co- oozing out and it felt warm and I, I had the ability to run one block to a donut shop yeah. there uh, and from there I just out of the memory I opened up the the donut shop door and I mm-hmm. could see the lady who was always there at that same donut mm-hmm, shop I used mm-hmm. to go to right She's across the street of the Seven yeah. Eleven, yeah freedom <laughs> freedom a, street she went oh, oh my gosh oh my goodness and you know, I, and then from there I said quick Call nine one one. I just got stabbed. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she, she, I, I was telling her, quick, put your hands be, uh on my back. You yeah. Know, bleeding.
1: Cause you took your shirt off, right?
0: No, oh, no. Oh, was it well, your shirt on at that point? Okay. Um. Uh. I actually I did, but afterwards. And then there was a uh, his uh, Mexican guy. Uh, he looked, she just, wouldn't plug
1: the, 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 uh,
0: she did it. She was wounds. scared She's Too scared to touch, to touch your back. Wounds. Yeah. She, it was so panicked. So right, I was shocked. Right. But, uh, Mexican, what looked like an immigrant, yeah. he came and he did that. And I said, thank you in Spanish to him yeah. as he did that. Um, and then I said, we, we gotta, we gotta, um, uh, take off my sweater so you could see where it's at. Yeah. So then at that point I did. Yeah. Um, but then I remember the ambulance came uh and as each second that went by i yeah. felt uh i felt weaker, weaker and
1: weaker life was coming out of you man
0: yeah, yeah. you know the, the blood was coming out so yeah. i couldn't think they would ask me what's your name how do you spell it and i was like i took it was so hard for me just to think about how what how to spell my name it's
1: crazy they even made you Take your hands off the wounds at that point, didn't they? To take a picture. I always thought that that was ridiculous. (laughs) Like, why, why, like, your priority should be to plug up the wounds, but the cops in the middle of your blood that's pumping out of your body take your hands off of the wounds so they can take a picture of the wounds. I know. (laughs) What kind of ridiculousness is this? I know. You know, know. and, and honestly, that actually feeds into the fact that at least the sentiment with with good with good evidence the sentiment towards police is that they weren't really concerned with gang violence is if it seems like a gang violent thing there wasn't really investigation you know if it was like normal violence between um just random people like civilians it, it is a different thing but if it was anything having to do with gang violence they just didn't you know cuz we had a friend who who uh, who got stabbed too a few years before that, I remember. And he got stabbed right like right beside our church, you I know? Yes. And it's like the whole streets all knew who it was. Uh, and I remember going to high school and people talking about, oh, I know who did that, you know, blah, 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 blah. And the rumors go by. And of course, they're rumors, so we don't know if it's actually true. But it's like the streets know way more than the cops actually know. And that's why the streets don't ever rely on the cops, on, on the police. Now, I granted... I uh I think uh I think uh, the police uh, they're human beings as well and by and large we need the police so this is not an anti cop anti police yeah, yeah. you know and everyone's rant or different anything. like Every, everyone's, yeah. uh,
0: they make their own choices individually right, right
1: so you know I I I love our police force I think it's the will of God for us to have them Absolutely. and honestly I pray for them I bless them Absolutely. you know what I mean uh but in these really violent cities it is a very complicated dynamic between the people who are trying to enforce the law and make sure there's peace on the streets and the people who are involved in the craziness of the killing and the fighting and the you know the lawlessness really so but but anyways that always surprised me man that they, yeah. they while you were bleeding out they said take your hands off they're taking pictures of your wounds like, instead yeah i'm dying, of, here. Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> what are you talking about spell your name you know yeah. what you, anyways go ahead
0: man well um, I remember they they you know what they do they cut your clothes and see if there's a, any more wounds anywhere else and um, they transported me to the ambulance and from there they couldn't work on trauma at the city that I was at mm-hmm. where I had got stabbed in Watsonville so yeah. they transported me by helicopter to San Jose and I remember that I was struggling to breathe I said I mm-hmm. can't breathe okay Isaac so we're gonna pump oxygen in you and they were pumping oxygen and i was getting so weak that so feeling so weak that i i felt like i just needed to close my eyes and it was mm-hmm, so hard mm-hmm. to breathe and the reason why it was hard to breathe is cuz they had one of them the first one had punctured my lungs mm-hmm. and my lung was collapsed mm-hmm. and so it was so hard to breathe and i remember that you know i don't i don't believe i was clinically dead they've never said that i'm sure they would have mentioned it but i i felt like i was letting go I was just fading away to yeah. passing out. Wow! And when the I was felt like I was letting go of my breath because how slower and harder it was to breathe. Wow! And the moment I felt like I was I was giving up. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is what it feels to die. You know, yeah. I'm actually dying. <laughs> That's you know? crazy. And uh, these last few seconds, with well, the moment I felt like I was gonna just let go, and I couldn't have any more strength to to stay Take awake. Another, yeah. I saw a flashback of my whole life in 1 second from when That's I was crazy. a kid That's to 16 incredible. years old. Yeah. And were they like
1: pictures or like pictures, memories? Pictures.
0: Okay. Memories. Like uh, I remember a swing of when I was in Basin City wow. in the church that's over there in, in, yep. in Washington. I remember we were kids. right in front. There was also a tire that spun yeah. that spun, and we played with. That was one of them that I remember 100%.
1: Like you were on the swing like spinning or playing or you just, it was a flash of that image.
0: It was a flash and I, I'm not sure. Yeah. I believe one of us was on it. I can't mm-hmm. remember. I was on it. I was that's on it. That's incredible, man. Um, I mean, I can't remember deep, deep, detail, right, right, but right. I know that it just happened it just in one second. Whoosh, 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 and all the emotions attached to it. I <sighs> felt that. And it was almost like uh it just my whole life flew, yeah. you know, f- flew with all the emotions of memories. That's crazy. And then I felt like uh a, a impression uh that that, that of Uh, almost you know i I don't know if it was god's voice Mm -hmm. i didn't really Mm -hmm. literally hear a voice Mm -hmm. but i felt it was an impression Mm -hmm. strongly yeah whether that said do i want to live or do want i want to die yeah and it's not literally language that i hear no no it's an understanding it it was like understanding that you were
1: made to know that those words
0: it was like straight Mm -hmm. up knowledge yeah and and so then i i i said no in the name of Jesus. yeah, I called wow. the name of Jesus. The, I the, in, the
1: name that you had denied. The yes. name that you had chosen to forget. Yes. That's powerful. It,
0: and I, I, I guess it was instant knowledge that that was God.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I called, know called was on the God. name of Jesus. Right.
0: Because it was like instant knowledge. It was that the Spirit. I knew that mm-hmm. was, it was like God made aware that he is, that that was him. Yeah. Impressing yeah. that word to me. Yeah, And I, and be, the moment I was aware of that in my conscience, yeah. I said, in Jesus' name, in my conscience.
1: Yeah, because you, you couldn't speak at that I was, point. You I had was the oxygen in, mask. Yeah. And, yeah. Give
0: me a second chance to live. I'm yeah. not ready to die. Yeah, And all I can remember is that I woke up the next day in the hospital mm-hmm. uh, where I woke up to a tube inside of my mouth mm-hmm. and my oldest brother, I believe it was him, he said, he's awake. The doctor said, they didn't know whether I was going to live, uh, because the more blood they were pumping into my body, yeah, more of it was coming out, out of my body. Yeah, they asked uh, our dad, we need, we need you guys to pray, yeah, because we don't know if he's going to make it. Yeah, and um, two of them were an inch close to my spine. Yeah, I should be paralyzed. Right. One of them had punctured my kidney. Yeah. and nicked it, uh, but it. I don't have any problems, any problems, and it was all because I had a a, a family who was praying for me, and it was because I chose to call on the name of Jesus, and I believe he had healed me, and he had given me a second chance. Amen. Could it have been worse if I didn't? Yes. I believe I I should be dead. Yeah. The thing is, I was so hard-headed. Mm-hmm. God had done a miracle in my life. God physically did a miracle in my life there. And I believe he had healed me mm-hmm. and gave me that second chance. But I was so hard-headed. I was so full of pride that I did not want to admit that I was guilty. Yeah. I did not. I've had shame. and did not admit, I didn't want to, to accept that this is a result of me making the decision mm-hmm. to sin. Yeah. And so, because of that, I, I, my heart grew hard, almost yeah. like Pharaoh, who he said, "Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. I seen, yeah. I seen the power of God. Yeah, uh, you can, you can go. I'll let the children of Israel go and worship. Yeah. But then after that, it says the, the, the." his heart was hardened mm-hmm. and so it, it it's almost like that where i made that decision to harden my heart again wow. Wow. despite the fact he did a powerful yeah. miracle yeah. by calling on the name of jesus That's crazy yeah and and so and so i didn't want anybody uh, in my family anyone to be there to pray for me mm. i just wanted to be alone with my mom who had flown that next day mm. and um uh, you know that that shows a principle that i always teach when i get to this point is that god can heal physically do a miracle and heal you but you could still be run inside of your heart yeah. and go to hell yeah and so you but on the flip side of that you could have some kind of ailment mm-hmm. you could still be sick of something kind of like apostle paul where he says i had a thorn in my flesh and you could still make it to heaven because your heart is right mm-hmm. and is pure before God and you have a relationship with him. And so that that's, that's, that's very important that the first thing is God wants to heal our heart. God mm-hmm. wants us to have a relationship. Well, I chose the opposite. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and as a result, I was over the gang thing, but mm-hmm. I continued to go into drugs. I went yeah. to harder drugs, yeah. like doing cocaine. Yeah. And I explored that, and I, I went even harder into alcohol, and I would spend sometimes my whole paycheck wow. on drinking alcohol.
1: That's crazy, wow.
0: And But the, these are physical uh, addictions, yeah. but the worst of it all is, is a matter of the heart yeah. that, that I felt was the worst uh, uh, sin, yeah. a bondage, yeah. it's best to call it, that I struggled with, was bitterness yeah. and anger yeah. and unforgiveness. Towards what? towards those three men who had stabbed me yeah i i wanted revenge yeah and um this created thoughts in my mind this created a lot of untrust mm-hmm. and it made me look over my shoulder all the time and and my thoughts were so unhealthy every day i would think about how i could kill yeah a gangbanger and imagine get away with them. it. and yeah, i imagine
1: I, it and fantasize.
0: fantasize of that and yeah. how can i get away with a crime of killing one and getting wow. away with it because that's how much anger the spirit of murder was in you it was, was. was affecting you it's almost like yeah. you if you allow it you could become the offense that was offended yeah. that you got offended by. right yeah and so that's what was happening yeah. in my heart in yeah. my thought and yeah. i was becoming that and so uh with all this I still claimed atheism. Yeah. I still said I don't believe in God. I just to justify it. even after the hearing
1: the voice of God and even, calling on the name yes. of Jesus.
0: It, and yeah. it's like wow. it's like I instead of uh yielding to that, yeah, uh, I, I yielded back to the flesh, and blindness came even right. stronger. Yeah, and and yes. from there.
1: Now, now, from from my side, just so that inter, it intertwines here a little bit, I remember. Uh, the day that it happened, the day that you, you got stabbed. I was actually preaching a youth service in Sacramento that same day. Um, and um, I I was young. I mean, how old were you when you got stabbed? You were 16 like years 16 years old. 16, 16. I had just turned 18, I think. So it was very, very early in, in our lives. And I was preaching a service, a youth service in, in Sacramento, and I heard about it. I came straight to San Jose. And in San Jose, um I remember the night, that night when we were about to leave, this individual, and I believe it's the same individual that invited you to take revenge later. Yeah. This same individual, okay, um, he was not a gang member, but he was part of a clique or his own clique or crew of people, just, you know, young guys, young guys on the street. And he um, told me that he had a gun, told me, you know, cops aren't going to get justice for this. Cops aren't going to do that. I remember him telling me and inviting me to go hunt on the streets with him because he thinks he knows who did it. Right. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, he was way younger, too. I mean, he was he, I think he's your age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but uh, he was inviting me to go to the streets. And, you know, after preaching that youth service, I actually entertained the idea of going on the streets myself, you know. Um, and now, granted, I never did but it just comes to show how how much the enemy takes advantage of a very vulnerable situation uh you know and uh and and it wasn't ever strong enough to drive me to the street to do it but i i did con- entertain the thought in my mind no one's going to get justice for this cuz i had already seen another friend of ours get stabbed and there was never justice for him you know he got stabbed what, like 7 times Uh, right in front of our church actually i think he got stabbed about 16 times 16 okay yeah 16 and it was during this time where there was a turf war between them and a particular gang another gang he got stabbed i didn't know he got stabbed 16 times yeah he got and he survived you know and he survived and i had already seen there was like no investigations that happened it just was it you know it was a gang thing that happened and you know, no investigate, no, no justice was going to come. And we still didn't know if you were going to survive. So my mind was that, what if he dies? And then nobody's out there. Right. And I remember the day after, you know, because I was horrified, uh, of the way that the enemy was actually speaking to my heart, my mind, hate, tempting me with hate, tempting me with, uh, anger, you know, instead of, Giving in to that hate and anger, the next day, I got a bunch of flyers, a bunch of chick publications um, that have, like, gospel messages on them. You remember those, the chick publications? Mm-hmm. And I went to the street, and I went to the same neighborhood where you got stabbed, wow. and I preached the gospel out there. I wow. passed out, and I tried to look for, Uh, you know, there's, like, a gang that usually was around there, and I tried to look for them intentionally so that I can pass out tracks right and and it that was the gang that this guy thought that had done this to you but it really it wasn't even them they weren't even from i don't believe they were even from the city mm-hmm. from watsonville so it would have been for naught it would have been a senseless violence mm-hmm. if even he or anybody else would have gone to that neighborhood mm-hmm. you know it would have been senseless you know it would have been ridiculous it wasn't even well anyways uh but uh that really did something to my spirit and really uh seared something in my spirit you know wow. to go to that same neighborhood yeah. the day afterward and preach the gospel on the streets and preach the gospel to the young people out there invite them to come to church wow and wow. uh and that was my journey that was that that was that w- what happened to me during that time period wow. very interesting wow. So it's almost kind of like the opposite of what was occurring to you, you know, where you decided to take that bitter route and just consume yourself with anger. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I took this route of consuming myself with it's all about the kingdom. Life is short, you know, and there's no time to not preach the gospel. There's no time not to share the gospel with people and things. But go ahead and continue your story, your journey.
0: You know, I, I, uh, there was four years had passed. Uh, be, before the next part of mm-hmm. where of uh, the turning point of where I was I came to God yeah. and exploring. Um but um I wanted to say that while you were out reaching these gangsters mm-hmm. uh from a certain area and in mm-hmm. the youth groups that, that yeah. you would you would teach them we had I our Bible you would, studies you would going on teach with boldness, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and but as and you I wasn't were,
1: even part of the gang. I had, I have never had a testimony of being part of a gang right. or anything. Right. But they, they would, they would, were coming to the Bible come. studies. They yeah. would come. They yeah. would
0: come. And and while you were teaching them at our house, I would in break time. I would be the one that would pull them yeah. out and get them high
1: during the Bible study. During the
0: Bible study. Yeah, I and didn't even know this until high. a few
1: weeks or a little while ago too. I didn't know this back then. You know, so it was a revelation to me. I was like, you did what? (laughs) That's crazy, man. Come on. Yeah. I'm trying to save their souls. And you would pull them out during our Bible study, these gang members. Yes. Yes. Get them high, Mm -hmm. get them drunk, and then they would come back. back. Wow. Yeah.
0: And so, you know, I... This is something that I I mentioned in purpose because mm-hmm. I felt shame yeah. that I went that low wow. that to to being pe- take people away from the kingdom of yeah. God while you were trying you were doing the work of God you were mm-hmm. laboring yet I was the one who was pulling them away yeah. and bringing keeping them back to to hell
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so um uh you know and it shows that there's some, there's a struggle there when I came back to God is yeah, that I was yeah. dealing with shame. Wow. And so that was a hindrance at yeah. some point. And I'll get there. Um, I was, I remember for four more years I lived with going into drugs. Yeah. To be honest with you, I felt like I never felt, I felt like I never fit in. I, mm. I, 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 I tried to, to, I was exploring new th- places in sin, but I, I felt like it, I don't know how to do it yeah. correctly. Yeah. You know, I didn't it, it wasn't natural for me to sin um at some, to some degree. And so it wasn't natural for me to to do a lot of new things like like have a girlfriend or something. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't natural for me to, you know, to 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 do certain stuff. I wasn't my heart wasn't in deep cold, cold, colder, right. colder right. places where yeah. other people have gone. Yeah. Um and so but I, but I did live with that anger. What, right. what really was something I struggled with was with 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 uh with uh that murder uh, yeah. mentality in my mind, in yeah. my state of being, and it and the opportunity came four years later. I think I was twenty years old when this that friend that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I, he is the same one. He uh, I mean we were friends like we were enemies. We were we were co uh sinners yeah. <laughs> you might say yeah and uh he he gave me a call one day and he said i think i know the person uh i think i know a person who knows the three who did it yeah and the thing and he says do you want to go go get him do you want to kill him yeah and i said yeah let's go get it because we'll get those three names yeah. and we'll get revenge
1: and he was probably well aware of your bitterness too
0: he, he He's knew probably, like, he you knew probably I was, shared it with him you i know? did i did yeah. And, and the thing is, he had a personal thing against this person yeah. for his own personal reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted to get his own revenge on mm-hmm. that person. And the thing is, I wanted revenge on those three. And this was, I said, no, let's do it. He said, I'll, hey, I'll, I'll let you think about it for a week and let me know what, what you decide. And we're, we're going to do it. I said, all right. And I was playing it all through my mind. I couldn't sleep yeah. that week. I was thinking how I'm going to do it, how I'm yep. going to get away, yep. how I'm going to, how I'm going going to torture and and get those names and expose yep. the body. And if anything happens to me, you know, I want. So it was in a time slot when my our oldest brother yeah. was getting married. Mm-hmm. And my mother had I came from that. Mississippi to to California to the Watsonville area. You had come from Stockton from Bible college and you've came, you came to the, to, uh, to that area. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, they're all here then. And I'm about to make this decision. Then I'm going to let them know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to reason with them. Yeah. I'm not going to tell them to reason with them. It's for them yeah. to try to convince me. And we
1: tried, I remember being in the trailer, you know, in, in, uh, Ruben's trailer out there and he lived out like in the middle of nowhere, you know, at that time. And trying to talk to you and you just wouldn't reason. You just wouldn't talk. And we're like, think about it, man. This is the rest of your life that you're about to throw away, you know? And it just. Yeah.
0: And I, yeah. my mentality was, I just, if something happens to me, if I die and if something goes wrong or I go to jail or I move to Mexico, it's yeah. one of my plans. right? Uh, and I want you to know why. Because I always wanted to know why they had stabbed me. Yeah, I never knew. And that's okay. I have yeah. peace with that. So, um. Then I had, uh, I, the, the re, the, there was purpose in me telling you, telling, telling our mom that because I didn't know it then. Mm. But I, I, I was so blind, I didn't know it then. I, I knew only after the fact that I came to God that my mother was praying for me to make the right decision, to make a decision, to not do it. I knew that she was interceding mm-hmm. on my behalf. She was interceding for my life. And you, who were was in Bible College, I believe you were the student body president at that time. Yeah. There, you, the Bible College has prayer meetings. I believe it was Thursday every Thursday nights, night. yeah. and they all pray for needs. Anybody mm-hmm. has needs, and you said, "I have a need. Yeah. Uh, my brother is going through something. I need you to intercede for my brother."
1: Yeah. I said, I, I I think I said something like this. He's about to make a decision that's going to change his life forever, and we need him not to make that decision. And so we prayed." We prayed.
0: And uh, interesting thing is, my wife, mm-hmm. who who is now my wife, she was there in she that prayer meeting in prayer. Bible yeah. college while I was lost, interceding and for she you. was interceding for me right.
1: before she, she even knew that you were going to become her husband. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. an amazing thing.
0: And so I always say this: never underestimate the power of yes. prayer, amen, and intercession for another yes. soul, because the behind the scenes. In yes. The, where you don't see right. God doing things and moving things around, that's where God, when in my loneliness, in my lowest time of where I'm going to make a big decision, the biggest decision mm-hmm. in my life that will change everything. Everything. Yeah. Uh, that was when uh, God had put in my mind, and I didn't know it, then it was mm-hmm. God, the word forgiveness. Mm. What if I chose to forgive yeah. these three men? instead of act revenge yeah and it was the most hardest decision in my life for me to make that decision yeah to let it go to forgive them for what because they left me for dead
1: yeah because they i mean you had you had you had experienced this anger and this bitterness for four years four years plus four years or more you had dwelled with the hate Mm-hmm. You lived and soaked in the hate and the bitterness. Mm-hmm. That's probably why it was the hardest thing you've ever done, you know? Yes, you yes. learn to live with that and think about it, you know? Did you think about it on a daily basis? Was this like your constant, you know? Yes,
0: yes, yes. And, um, you know, I was having that bitterness in my heart. It, it created trust issues. I couldn't trust people. Mm-hmm. and And it created... It created issues, which means you
1: couldn't have relationships. I couldn't have friendships healthy relationships. have ever, would have not been possible. I felt Deep like, friendships. Yeah, yeah, you
0: know, I, I felt like, I felt like, I was fake. Mm-hmm. You know, like I couldn't, I, you know, you don't have peace with your past. If you don't have peace with your past, yeah, then you, you, you're somebody else, or yeah. you're trying to live up to be something that something, you're not. Some image in your An mind. An image that you're in your to. mind. Uh, yeah. and, and it just makes now from the other side of it, it makes so much sense. When you have peace with your past, Yeah, everything's so natural. Yes. Everything is so real. It's so Genuine. real. Genuine. Yes. Yeah. That's, and that's that's that can affect
1: Christians too.
0: Yes, absolutely. Christians who have absolutely. not made
1: peace with their past, you know, yeah. who still struggle with bitterness and still struggle with unforgiveness. is very important to gain that healing, you know, gain that healing. You gave an analogy actually yesterday. Okay, sister Haney
0: wound. Sister Haney, something that stood out in one of our classes called marriage and family. Mm-hmm. Talking about being whole in order to find your your partner yeah. in your relationship. Yeah. You you've gotta have your wholeness and you find that with God and the other person has to be whole. Otherwise if you're wounded, then you're gonna have a lot of uh issues uh where you're gonna only God can solve those yeah. issues. And, yeah. But it's gonna be a struggle if you get married with without the healing of those wounds. Right. So, but it, what stood out to me, according to what God had had was dealing with me, what had done with me, is she said something that stood out so unique. She said scars. I'm like, I have scars, mm-hmm. and I have one right here from a, a cigarette, but yeah, that I put that I burned a Swisher yeah. Sweet. Yeah, and she, and all my, automatic, my mind's thinking the scars of of my of my stab, eleven stab wounds, and the scar that I have right here that everyone could see she said when you feel a scar you shouldn't feel pain a a, a, a scar a scar that is completely healed you won't you shouldn't feel that pain anymore but a, a, if you touch a scar and it's still you still feel pain in that scar it's because it's still a fresh wound and yeah. it needs to be healed mm. and then she said uh, the, the scar, people have scars in their past you have scars that of offenses that people have done to you in your past. And if you still can dwell on those scars of your past, and and you feel bitterness, anger, or jealousy, it's because it's still a fresh wound, and it hasn't closed up. It hasn't Mm -hmm. healed. Mm -hmm. And that's why you need to allow Jesus, you need to allow God to come down and heal those wounds, and you need to forgive. Yeah. And this is part of being whole, being made whole and having peace with your past. If you still feel those those wounds, if you still feel anger or jealousy or bitterness, it's because you still don't have peace with your past. Yeah. So God wants to do a complete healing so much that you can even think about what happened and you can have peace with what happened mm. and you can even share the, right. that past to be able yes. to Help others yes, overcome right. offenses that they have had in their past, yeah. in their lives. This this ministry of reconciliation that mm. that he talks about, that he gives you, mm-hmm. and now that we are able to reconcile to others. And so, um, th- th- I say it all the time. You know, God wants to do that for your life. Mm-hmm. Jesus, look at his the greatest example you can get. Yeah, they were crucifying him. Right. It was rejected love of who he loved were killing him, murdering him, yeah. blood leaking out. I'm like, I could relate up to those parts, yeah, right. you know, but, but instead he could, with his power, with his word, he could have just said, all of you be gone and die. Yeah. You know, he could have took revenge just yeah. out of his mouth and the they would wipe wipe the, mm-hmm. But no, instead he stayed there. Yeah. He stayed there. And instead, he said the, uh, he said something very life, very profound yeah. that we won't we, we don't get when we're so blind, but he said, Father, forgive them because yeah. they know not what they do. Yeah, wow. And that's how I feel about those three men who stabbed me. Wow, Is that now that I chose to forgive and God had did, done a full healing in my life. I say, Father, forgive them because yeah. they did not know what they don't know what they're doing when right. they chose to insert those knives into my body. Yeah, And now I have such peace in my past about what happened. I could talk to you so openly about it because because i can and i could that i can tell you that i love them yes and that i pray for them that god lord don't hold that against them yeah lord save them turn their lives around let them have convictions of repentance don't send them to hell let them go and and find them chase them down with your spirit just like i pray for anybody else I pray for their souls that God will will bring them and give them to send them to heaven. Jesus' name, Lord, Lord, don't don't charge them over yeah. that. You know, yeah. I don't. I would not want them to go to hell. Yeah. Because it's really the devil's, the enemy. Right. It's really, it's really the darkness the, right. of, of sin. Yeah. That they they are blinded, and and them inserting the knives inside of me is part of the result of the sin. Yes. Uh, and the result of the darkness and the blindness that they have, but yeah, they are wow. a human soul that God loves. Yeah. And so that's my prayer, and that's how much peace God wants to give everyone else that's with right. their past, so much that they can pray for the people who have done them wrong in their past, the Amen. scars that that has been done in their past, to pray for them. Yeah, That's the ministry really that I come with when sharing my testimony mm-hmm. about forgiveness important. Forgiveness does that. There's so much scripture about it that, you know, even God himself says, if you don't forgive, I can't forgive you. That's right. Because that's part of my nature. I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. And if you choose to reject that, you're rejecting, you're rejecting my blood at that point. You're rejecting what I did for you. There's even a parable that says the king, because the king decided, the king saw that he decided not to forgive, uh, just like he forgave that servant. Then he, he said, oh, well, all your debts are right back to you, yeah. plus the tormentors that are in prison. Wow. And those tormentors uh, from the uh, awesome book, Sister Haney, Christians and Strongholds, those tormentors of bitterness, of anger and jealousy are yeah. going to be there if yes. you hold wow. hold back forgiveness and you choose not to forgive. That's an incredible principle right there. Incredible principle. And that's, that's what spoke to me yeah. coming to Bible college. I'm like, wow, you, you know, I, I didn't see it that way but it, that that's exactly how i felt yeah that's exactly that was me in my yeah. past you wow. know and and even after the fact I, I you know i it wasn't it's just i didn't know how to word it mm-hmm. and that's exactly those words to how i felt yeah. about it and that's exactly now that what i tell huh. everyone else yeah. you know from there um forgiveness took place yeah but now that was a that there was a shift in my spirit. God began to do surgery in my heart and heal this wound that I had. But that just was one step next to believing in, uh, in you might say, in an agnostic way, mm-hmm. where I was now open to the idea of religion, yeah. or open to the idea of I really I was in search for wisdom. Yeah, because in my mind, I I was I said, well, man, where does forgiveness come from? Yeah. This this feels so good and yeah. and this is amazing but in school they don't teach you how uh how to forgive or how to deal with the issues of the heart they teach you how to be knowledge of how to yeah. be a doctor a lawyer a plumber but they don't teach you how to deal with those issues of forgiveness of pain yeah and so i, I said uh where this wisdom come from and so i i had opened my mind up to philosophy and and mind you at that time i was going to community college where the studies are very liberal and open to everything so i i thought okay i'm gonna explore i'm open to islam i'm open to buddha i'm open to everything Mm. but really uh uh, uh, you know these are just other ways to to go into different areas of blindness and darkness Uh, and so what i really did read was plato writings and you know whatnot. aristotle philosophy because sophos meant wisdom and that's where i started yeah uh, but I was on a journey. I was on a quest. And little by little, because of the prayers that were out for me, I don't believe it was just a one-time thing. I believe yeah. prayers were coming out. And God was gradually releasing those prayers through my journey wow. and process wow, 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 of wow. searching for yeah. wisdom, for truth, yeah. really. Yeah.
1: And we that were praying for you didn't know that. You didn't. That's something that happened completely behind the scenes That that the individuals who were actually interceding for you had no idea was actually occurring,
0: and I feel yeah. that way. That sometimes we just don't know how how deep our prayers go and That's affect right. affect the are effective. Yeah, because uh, God's releasing it in, in in times where we don't even know it. Yeah, and and from the side of the of the person who's blind. Yeah. I didn't even know these, but God was really calling me through His Spirit through the prayers that were being poured out and released. I was He was little by little easing me in. And it was a process. Yes. It wasn't a one-time quick thing. There was there was little things that happened that were leading me to to him, and so um, from there, uh, I I uh, it was at the perfect timing. See, bef- that I could receive an invitation from you mm-hmm. to go to uh, a funeral that mm-hmm. you had asked me to go to. Yeah. And but if if that was me before forgiveness, were yeah. in my bitter state. I would say, I don't want nothing to do with God. I don't, I'm not going to go. I would make fun of God and I would laugh. Yeah. I, 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 you were a
1: mocker of God. I
0: was a mocker of God. I I remember went to church service wearing a hat Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and just with pride, keep my head up and with a smirk in my, in my face, you know, and so, so prideful, so cold. Yeah. And, but now this, I'm at an area in in the my journey yeah. where I'm open to yeah. go explore. And interesting enough is that it was at the time when I was taking a class, I believe it was in yeah. sociology where, uh, I was trying to find, about com- compare, find different things about religions and that you saw the opportunity to right. say, well, I'm, uh, y- you can come to this funeral and there's, you could st- study a little bit about, uh what you're looking for, religion, religion you yeah. know, here. And it was the funeral of Bishop Kenneth Haney yep. that you invited me to. I remember. I didn't know anything about him. Yeah. And and I came, you know, in my lost state of being. All right. And I, and with no respect or anything. Yep. I, I want to say this because this is, this is how I was at that time, my blindness. I don't remember anything that was spoken in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't just capture it and receive it even though there were so many men of god that were there mm-hmm. really and and i like to think that he he would want someone to be saved in his in his funeral because that was his spirit is yeah. to reach so the weird. lost but uh really it was that ministry behind that in the ministry of the church and of the people uh, working together it was in in the most unusual place where god had spoken to me and opened the next phase was in the dorm room yeah in your dorm room yeah. with by Quessi your Kutessa. roommate Bessie yeah. Katusa. Yeah. And he was on his bed. Yep. You know, I wanna make I wanna I want emphasize I remember it that. was the most unusual. He was laying in his blanket, you know, just chilling <laughs> on the dorm room beds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you were sitting right beside him, you know, just kinda of telling your story I remember that. And I, I shared
0: yeah. everything up to the point where I was seeking wisdom mm-hmm. because of what had happened to me and I chose to forgive. He said, If you're looking for wisdom, you should read the book of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. And the book of Proverbs is full of wisdom. Yeah. It was the right word at the right time. Yeah. And that's all God needs is the right word at that's the right, right time. We might not even know. And it could be in the most awkward bed situation. But for me, it wasn't awkward. Yeah. For me, I wanted, I was hungry. Yeah. And so I took that word, that just that word. It wasn't all that preaching and all yeah, that right. stuff, you know, out of respect. Yeah. But it was that exact word at that place at that time. That it took with me yeah and i went back to I and it made me open up the book that i haven't read in five years yeah wow and i started with proverbs one yeah. and it wasn't until i got to proverbs nine and six that it, the verse that changed my life was said the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom Amen. and knowledge of the holy is understanding yeah nine nine and ten i believe i yeah. I, I said the wrong uh verse and um uh, from there, I said in reason in my mind, just reasoning in my yeah. mind. I said, okay, well, I have to, I have to uh, fear uh, the fear of the Lord's beginning of wisdom. I have to believe in God yeah. in order to get wisdom. Right. So I said, all right, well then I'm going to give God a chance. Is what I yeah. said in my heart. Yeah. Really, it's the spirit working through ch- right. chasing me down all throughout the process. Yeah.
1: So and let me ask you this: I've never asked you this before. Where did you get that Bible from?
0: I I don't remember to be honest. Yeah. It was remember. in your,
1: in your room though, huh? Was it in your house You your apartment? You know what I or? think
0: is I was at that time I was now, uh, I came back, I, I was okay. going to our dad's house. Got it. And see, I, the, uh, this, all my anger and bitterness, uh, you know, it, it branched down. I, I had, I had problems with my family yeah, and, I remember. uh, <laughs> and with my stepmother uh-huh, and, yeah. you know, just being real about that. And so I never really s- got, uh, spent time in my sin when I was yeah. in sin. Uh, uh with my dad and and with my stepmother uh i i kind of isolated myself cuz i was doing my own thing yeah. in my blindness mm-hmm. but then now that after the fact that there was healing in my heart from forgiveness there i remember our family gathered for a christmas and i said guys forgive me for if i have offended anybody and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of restoration there within our family yeah um and especially with my stepmom, mm-hmm. who I was at odds in my blind times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so now I began to come back uh, to their house, and I believe I got a Bible there. Wow! Well, I can't exactly remember, yeah, but yeah. I don't think I had a Bible. I don't. Yeah. I don't have. I did right. not have a Bible while yeah. I was. I was in my, my right. bitterness.
1: And somehow that Bible made its way yeah. into your you know into your your apartment i think you guys were still in unless Santa someone from the
0: bible college gave it to me
1: maybe that might be huh i'm
0: kind of something comes yeah back.
1: right right because i'm wondering it's like how do you find the bible if you're lost for so where where you know uh, many times it's like um in it, it's like uh, uh hilkiah the priest the high priest in the book of jeremiah right or uh, uh kings where Hilkiah is cleaning out the temple and finds the word Mm. of God in the back of the temple, dusts it off and says, what is this thing? And he begins to read it and says, wow, this talks about Yahweh. This talks about the law. They hadn't even known what the law was. It had been lost in the temple. And when he showed it to Josiah, Josiah says, we've sinned against God and revive it brings revival to all of the nation of israel because they found the word of god again they Mm. they discovered that which was lost and they didn't even know it was lost they didn't even know it existed Mm -hmm. you know and uh, but when reading the word of god something began to revive within within them so but anyways go ahead go ahead and continue really
0: really that's what that's what happened Mm. me opening myself to the book to Mm -hmm. the word of god because it is life it brought a yes. next phase of spiritual surgery, you yes. might say. It brought a, a second push of of God's spirit m- calling me, yeah. and so with that, it opened the door for me to pursue yeah. and 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 a yield. Yeah, you know, to a certain degree. So then I said, okay, I must, I have to believe in God in order to get wisdom. So I'll give God a try. I'll try to believe. So I went to the church that we went to that. Of our uncle's church, said it, yeah. it didn't have the full the full mm-hmm. truth, yeah, and so I went in there. I remember they did an altar call. I stayed in the back, but i raised I tried raising my hand, I said, "God, if you're real, show me that you're real. I want to know that you're real and i to be honest, I felt nothing. Mm. My heart was as hard as a rock, yeah, I felt cold, and then I thought, well, I'm going to keep trying, I'm want to try again. you know, I'm hungry, mm-hmm. and so I went that. That second time, I wanted to really know if he was real, and what do I got to know to figure out? Do to figure out that he was real? So I raised my hand again. I said, "God, if you're real, show me that you're real. I want to know that you're real." And nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I felt hard as a rock. Yeah. And so then it was a word of God, that, a seed that was planted. Who knows when? Yeah. That came to my remembrance. Yeah. And I, I wanna, I, you know, I wanna make like I wanna let everyone know that. Don't discount the seed that you've yes. sown, even if they reject it at that time, because yeah. then God will quicken your mind yeah. to remember that word. Yeah, and that's what happened to me. I remembered a scripture in my point of hunger of exactly that time that said, "Faith, without works, is dead." Meaning, I can't. I said, "Reason, the next level of revelation." I, I re, with my mind. I said, "Well." Uh I, it's not enough to just believe in God, I have yeah. to act and do and what I yeah. believe in. Wow. So I knew at that point that I had to stop sinning. I had to stop doing the things that I knew were sin. So I stopped drinking. Mm. I stopped smoking uh you know uh I was smoking pot and cigarettes and um I had to stop cussing. My mouth was was every sentence was a bad word. Mm-hmm. And I had to one thing I usually say between men is I had to stop masturbating mm-hmm. uh, because this this is something an addiction that uh, that I struggled with that my flesh called for a mm-hmm. lot, and so this was something that I a bondage that I dealt with. But I said no, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to hold, do what I can to hold myself from to making that decision to yeah. do that. And for that whole week, it was hard. It's almost like what people might say you went cold turkey, and I did. Yeah. And then from there I've, obviously it wasn't it was my, my my will combined with God helping me. Yeah. Me not knowing it. And so from there I went back that third time. I said, This is gonna be my last time. I'm gonna go and try it. Try God. Yeah. And I said and, and, and I this time I gave it the best that I can, not doing those things. The altar call went. I stayed back in my bench in the back of the church. And I raised my hand, I said, God, I stopped drinking, I stopped cussing, I stopped doing all these things I knew that was sin. Show me that you're real, I want to know that you're real. And I saw a lady on my right, mm-hmm. and, and she was waving her hands in Spanish saying, Glory to God, Gloria a Dios, with her hands waving. And that did something to me, that yeah. impacted yeah.
2: me.
1: Yeah.
0: So I also say never discount your praise right. because you don't know what it's also, how it's affecting the spirit of God and what the relationship that you have Amen. is impacting it out to someone else who is observing. And I said, give me what she has. I want what she has. Yes. And at that moment, I felt like a peace mm. that came in my heart, like a warmth so much that my continents changed and I was able to smile with everyone. Wow by the time I was done with that prayer and I was smiling with everybody inside the church and I was smiling. I went back to work the next day. I was not the same. I would smile with my coworkers. I'm like, I feel, I feel something different. Yeah. And I knew it was God. Wow. And so that's when I had some kind of knowledge that God, he, he he he's 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 real and and i'm, I'm exploring this yeah. now it, it's almost like brother sanders said one time i i heard in a preaching he said it went from curiosity and it turned into hunger yes and then after that it was something that just manifested in and where it was real and it was yes. alive yes. in me and so i experienced the peace of god and so i i i looked and i remember i was driving in a cushman in the santa cruz beach boardwalk where i worked for five years And I pointed to the sky. I didn't care what anybody else thought and saw me. Yeah. And I said, God, if you can make me feel this way, then how much more can you do if I give you everything? Yes. And that was the marking point where I decided to give my life to God. Yeah. And it wasn't just like two days later. I think I posted it on Facebook. Yeah. And then you reached out to me and you said, oh, Isaac, I I heard that you gave your life to God. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, come over to a landmark, come over to a service that we're having in Stockton and the landmark conference that you guys have every year. And I said, yeah, I'll I'll go. I'll I'll definitely go. And I look, I still, I came, I gave my life to God and I only knew a certain level of knowledge of, 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 of the Holy ghost. They didn't teach it in the the church that I went to, but I was hungry. Uh, naturally I would pray a lot. I would pray for an hour Mm or two hours seeking god seeking god but i was dealing with something and uh and it, i was w- what really i was dealing with is shame because i remember i would be in a church service when i gave my, my life to god i i was i was you know i was swaying my whole body and i was saying forgive me forgive me god forgive me god forgive me god and it was because i was still living with shame yeah. from the things that i in knew i did in my past Wow. Well. And that being said the memory of me pulling the gangsters away yeah. while you were trying to win them thoughts would come to my mind Whoa, oh right. what did i do the what accuser I done? the accuser you of know? the
1: brethren was trying to keep you in that space of shame yeah
0: so when i went to landmark you everyone was laying hands on me uh and I, they may have not had knowledge that i didn't i didn't uh, yeah. have the holy ghost right. And I was, to be honest with you, I was terrified. <laughs> there's a hundred hands on me, and they're praying, and I don't know, screaming in me yeah. at my ear, and I was like, "This is kind of scary. What am I supposed yeah. to do?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, yeah, I was like, yes, oh, that's man, Pente- what's that's Pentecost. That's
1: Pentecost, but that's not just Pentecost. That's landmark Pentecost. <laughs> that's a different level right there, man. People are on. Man, they're they're on the Holy Ghost fire game, and that in that, that yeah, Yo, praying loudly, just getting in there. They're <laughs> they were on
0: fire for God, but they didn't know I was dealing with shame. Yeah, and wow. That is what kept me from uh uh from receiving the gift of the Holy yeah. Ghost. You at some moment had told me you'd open up the Bible and you showed me in the book of Acts and you told me yeah. it's like a mini quick sneak a Bible right. Bible study. Right. He said you said you could receive the gift of the Holy Ghost with the sign of speaking in tongues, just like in the book of Acts. Yep. And I thought, Really? Yeah. I can? And I
1: I told you that because I knew you were never going to get that where you were from. I tried to sneak it in. Be like, okay, look, just think about this. Book of Acts chapter 2, it's available
0: for you, man. And I was so hungry. I said, Mm -hmm. well, if if there's more, then I want more. Right. If there's more of God, then I want all that I can get because— because in the when I was in sin, I went as far, I went all that yeah. I can get. Mm-hmm. But when now that I'm with God and I feel this, yeah. I want all that I can get, get from God. There. So I want to get all that. That's right. So I pursued it, I sought it, but it took me three months until mm-hmm. the day it actually happened. Yeah. Because of the shame. Yeah. And really, what shame does to you is it 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 caught, it it, caught, it makes you feel unworthy. Yeah. And it almost feels like you try you you try to you put you're in a state of being when you're in shame you're in a state of being where you feel like you have to earn yes the mercy and the love of God yeah. and re- when really Jesus simply just loves you and yes. really the truth is he forgave he already forgiven you when right. you came with your heart and asked yeah. for forgiveness yeah. but me I didn't understand that and so you know I would I would feel unworthy and and and, 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 and I would feel unforgiven and so what happened It got to a point where I remember I was praying in that church. I didn't receive it at Landmark. Took me three months seeking, and I was praying for hours. I remember I was on fire, and it was just naturally came. And no one told me to do that. I would uh, fast once a week, but uh, uh, I remember I was in a church service. How I received the Holy Ghost. I was lifting up my hands, and it was a point where I repented. I said, "God, forgive me of all my sins," and all of a sudden. The minister who had the Holy Ghost there, he had laid his hand just gently upon my chest. See, before this, I would try to force uh, yourself in there. Force, and I thought, maybe I can get it like this. Push it in there, yeah. And you can't, you can't, can't, your your flesh, you can't do it on your own. This is something that happens supernaturally. And so some people won't get the Holy Ghost because they think they got to try to force force it in. in No, no, no. It's going to come all... It's going to come natural, yeah, but it's a supernatural power of God that's, right. that will they'll usher it in Amen. and it's about yielding your yielding. will, yielding your heart to God, a letting go, yeah. almost casting your cares, yes. right and let, just trusting him. Yeah. It's like Jesus is reaching out with his hands extended. He says, "Trust me on this, right. will you trust me to allow me in? Will you let yeah. me in and embrace my love? yeah because sometimes with that shame won't allow you to receive and accept God's love. It reminds me of a verse that says the second greatest commandment was love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. And I always emphasize you need to learn how to love yourself. Yeah. And that can only come through receiving be able to have peace with your past and to re, and to be, accept God's love for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Before you can ha- share that to love others with That's the right. love of God. Yeah. And so that I felt after repentance, that minister had lightly laid his hand over my chest and I felt like a heat come out of his hand went all into my body. Wow. And this was my response, the way I responded and reacted. Others is different. In, in the Bible, they did it sitting down. I even saw some in, in the car when they did it sitting down. But for me, when had, the way I received the Holy Ghost is I felt the presence of God so much that it felt like his love that how that he loved me and my reaction was that i fell back to the ground right 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 in the in my back and my stomach immediately pressed in and i began to speak in tongues loudly rolling on the ground (laughs) and what felt like 30 minutes was probably about 10 minutes and it was so loud i didn't care what anybody else thought about me i was just lost in the presence of god speaking in tongues and it was the most beautiful experience i had ever had amen before when i received the peace of god i'd be like you know oh, i feel something good i feel the presence of god i feel something you know i feel this is god and then but after i had like an assurance i had like a solid you know that i know, know yes. that god is real yes after this experience yes. it was such a secure it was such a confidence that yes. i had after i had received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the sign, with speaking in tongues out of my mouth. It was the most beautiful experience. And ever since then, no one ever told me. I just naturally prayed Mm -hmm. when I got up in the morning Mm -hmm. for like an hour. And then after work, I came out from work, I would pray for another hour. And I was just so hungry and I would naturally just, the spirit would draw me to want to talk to people about God. And so ever since then, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, desire to go to look back yeah. uh if you yes if you allow your flesh mm-hmm. if you entertain thoughts that and you allow your flesh to do that and you entertain it and you give it a foot that principle still applies the right. devil will still right. take it a whole mile yep. even after the fact you receive the holy ghost yeah but now that you have the spirit that I had his spirit I was able I have the power the grace of God to resist yeah. temptations and say no, and more, more than anything, authority yeah. to say, no, devil, you get out, right, and you don't ever come back. Amen. In Jesus' name. Jesus and so name. God gave me the power to resist. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I still struggled with, with lust because mm-hmm. that's what the temptation that I struggled with, and it would come back. Stronghold. And so it was this battle, yeah. even in Bible college, uh, it would come back at times, and I'd be like, because it was a strong it's a strong spirit that I struggled with, yeah, and so in Bible college, we would have powerful praying and everything, but really what broke uh uh like almost I feel like what you could say I got authority over it yeah, was when I fasted yeah when i I, I said i'm gonna not let this flesh i 'm gonna die to my flesh mm-hmm. and so that I can be in tune with lining myself with god's spirit i i I stay i repent and god even the secret sins take them out and god uh i feel like he gave me like authority to say no to it yeah so much that you don't your eyes don't have to even look accidentally it's almost like um, an emotion a feeling that comes of sin that's what it felt like it feels like lust it comes like in a feeling that i had but now I I, ha, I have an authority to say no to that feeling right. before I can even enact the eye of yeah. looking. Yeah. And so now I could, with with peace, have a com, normal conversation with a woman. Yeah. And face to face with a, a pure yeah. conversation Intention. with yeah. a woman, you know. And it's important to have that purity of heart. The scripture yes. says, "Blessed are the yes. pure in heart, yes, for they shall see God." Mm. And so now I could have a natural and pure conversation with a woman without that stronghold, you might say, yep. the stronghold that I dealt with uh, even after Amen. the fact. Amen. And God gives you the authority for yeah, that. With absolutely.
1: That. So, you know, let's, let's transition here because after you received the Holy Ghost, it wasn't long on after until you ended up coming to the Bible College, right? You transitioned from receiving the Holy Spirit, you ended up going to a Pentecostal church, for only a few months, almost like a just a transition, until you can get to Bible College, and uh, so uh, in Bible College, uh, you know, after after a time, uh, you started getting involved in where God started using you in prison ministry, and specifically, I think it's the youth authority. You know, it's not technically prison; it's you know the youth, you know, a youth authority, which is a jail for 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 underaged before many of them before they're actually transferred to prison um but uh but uh, god started using you in a powerful way and 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 uh and if you think about it okay it it was actually not long after you got the holy ghost because you got the holy ghost. so if it's january 2016 then we're talking about um if it's jan because i believe 2015 no 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 i'm sorry that's wrong uh I graduated in two thousand thirteen, which means this happened probably at around two thousand eleven, when you came to God, uh, and oh Bishop Haney's funeral, I believe, is two thousand eleven around there, two thousand eleven. That, uh, that 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 same two thousand twelve January, you uh, is when you came to Landmark. Three months later, we're talking about April, um, and then I think you only went that summer, right? You had gotten the Holy Ghost in April. It was only a few months afterwards till you came to Bible college because it wasn't that much after you got the Holy Ghost, right? I believe it was a year. Or was it a year? Okay, so one whole year got it yeah one whole year passed by then yeah i
0: was i was uh pretty much almost a year in uh that my uncle's church that didn't have got the it Truth. okay yes okay. and then i knew i i i wanted to go to bible college but i was afraid that he wasn't going to sign it off mm-hmm. because of what we believed in yeah and by so, that
1: time i had already parted ways with him uh I, oh no no i didn't i was there was there was there was some the the, the uh, distance between me and him, which he was technically still my pastor while I was here at Bible College, it was getting wider and wider. You know. So but, what? Um,
0: I, I made a decision. I had to make it for myself mm-hmm. to uh, to leave the church where my whole family, extended families, entrenched in ministry. That was a hard thing yeah. for me. Uh, but I I, made, I I said I made the decision because the doctrine is not there. Yeah, and there's no presence of God. Mm -hmm. So I decided I was going to leave that church where I'm so intertwined. And you got to understand, it's not like an American thing for you to just hop one to another, Mm -hmm. especially if it's so involved with your family. The Mexican family is very intertwined together. Mm Kind of like you would, you would say, see Middle Eastern uh, families. They're very, very intertwined and connected. So with all these memories and all this, uh, where we 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 spend a lot of time in uh, fellowship with each other you yeah know, little parties for the little boy and it's a big thing yeah leaving a church of your own family is a hard thing and, yeah. I, and but i decided to do it over yeah over the doctrine of receiving the holy ghost mm-hmm. especially after i had received it so yeah. then um i went to it wasn't i was only at a uh, for three months at a UPCI church in Santa, Santa Cruz, Cruz. Yeah. and where my pastor had approved for me to come to Bible College mm-hmm. then, and uh, then I came to to Bible College, yeah. and, and um, uh, from there, um, that's practically where I grew up. Yeah, is in Bible College, right.
1: where your where doctrine was actually settled in your heart and in your mind. We got a, a kind of a foundation where we came from but really here at and I I'm in the same boat as you because I got the holy ghost when I was 17 years old nobody praying for me I was in a prayer room At 17 years old got the holy spirit my life completely turned around and uh and uh, that anointing that came over me you know it just it drove me to do very passionate very zealous things for the things of God but it wasn't until I came here till I actually discovered the doctrine behind it you know and it it really my identity was formed by clc and i know that was your your experience as well you know and uh, thank god for a place like christian life college and christian life center man yeah you know it's a place where people come to really find themselves in god in the kingdom of god and things so um so how did god open up the doors for you to get involved in prison ministry while here at the college
0: yeah, so there was um, a minister in the Apostolic Assembly who has a program in the ta- Chattergen, uh Youth Correction Facility. And one section is for underage uh, students, but the one that I got into is from uh, people who are 18 to got 25 it. years okay. old. Wow. And then from there, after 25 years, they'll transition them out to where all the other older guys are at right? it. Um, and so from there... There was a there was a call to our college for whosoever's interested in to 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 be a mentor for mm-hmm. someone else, mm-hmm. and you can mentor them based on biblical principles. Mm-hmm. I thought that's perfect. I want a Bible study, and I want to try this. Why yeah. why, why not? And so I um, there was a huge group of students that went and attended, you know, out of curiosity. Uh, quite a few people signed up for it, uh, but I, I don't I'm not sure if it was only three of them who were approved to go in. And uh, at that time, I remember there was one student who went in for a short season, uh, but then he had stopped. And then um, I decided to give it a try. Uh, so I went to uh, my first person to give Bible study, and I'm just there. I don't know, you know, I don't know what to expect, but yeah. I just know this person wants to be mentored. And, and I told him, you know, well, we'll I can mentor you uh, on the on the Bible and, yeah. and teach you about the things about God and how to have a relationship with him, he will heal your wounds. And and, uh, so I, what I would do is I shared my testimony and, uh, and I, I got to tell him about God. But the thing that happened is at one point, uh, I, I was with him for about three weeks, maybe a month. Uh, and he all of a sudden just switched and changed. And he said, uh, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Wow. Uh, I don't think I want Bible study. Yeah. And all oh, you know well, you know not even to talk about this and then no i think i'm fine and he didn't wow. want to do he didn't want to talk to me anymore right and i don't know what happened i don't know why but i came back discouraged i'm like wow not why how did that happen what did i say what yeah. did i do yeah and so that really really discouraged me from going back there and for a whole year wow and you know we're always constantly praying in the Bible College. We're always constantly fasting and seeking the will of God. And it was a word that came to me. Uh, I w- I read the word in Bible in the in the Bible one early morning prayer time, and it was something that convicted me. And it it was that word where it says uh, Jesus was saying, "You, you I was naked and you didn't clothe mm-hmm. me. I was hungry you didn't feed me. I I was in prison and you didn't visit wow. me." And that one, that's the one that that convicted my heart. And it may automatically made me think about the people in the prison. Who else is going to go if no one else is there? And only three of us have access, and no one is going there at that moment. No one was going at that time a year later. And I'm the one who has uh, the access to go in. My name was chosen to go in, and no one is there hearing. If I don't go over there, no one else is going to hear the gospel. Yeah. yeah. So I decided I'm going to go. Yeah. And it was birthed out of a burden through prayer. And it was birthed out of, uh, out of responding to the, to, the call, to the word of God, yeah. to the conviction of his word. So I decided to go in there with my Bible. And uh, has a, I had assigned another mentor. And it was their recess time, but there was tables like a uh, where they could just hang out indoors. And they were all just out. And I, I asked for the person that I was assigned to. And it turns out he wasn't there. Wow. And, was, and the thing is, why I say this is because I had to battle discouragement again. It's like yeah. if it was a test right. for me, what, what am I going to do when this it. comes mm-hmm. again? Mm-hmm. It's almost like God allowed it. Yeah. And he says, you're going to have to overcome this in order for me to see the next wave of, of what I'm going to do. Right. And so that automatically I could have just walked away. I I turned around next to the door and I stared, and I'm like, man, now I kind of look like a fool here with a Bible. And what, what am I going to do? Yeah. The guy that I came for is not here. So I said, you know what? I didn't come here for nothing. I'm going to go get a Bible study and see if someone wants to. Right. There was two guys sitting in front of me on the couch. One of them had tattoo all over his face. And I said, I just walked up and I said, I'm going to try it. Hey, guys, do you guys want a Bible study? Yeah. You know, <laughs> just yeah, like that. Right. And, uh, and they looked at me, you know, like all hard or whatnot. Yeah, and they're right. like, nah, we don't want no Bible study. Yeah. And I was like, that's the <laughs> well, There you go. That yeah. was the second round of discouragement, of rejection. Courage, yeah. man, rejection. <laughs> yep. And I just, I was like, okay. And I turned back around where right. I was standing like a fool. Yeah. And with the, my Bible. And I'm like, man, like. I could have just walked out and said, "Well, no one wants a Bible study. Yeah. No one wants to yeah. to to hear God." So this is something you're always going to fight. That's is, right. Is you got to fight that rejection. Yes. You got to fight that discouragement. Yes. And I knew that I was discouraged a year ago, but I sa- and I came here, and I'm like, did I come here just to look like a fool again? Yeah. yeah i'm in here yeah so i said i'm gonna try one more thing and it's almost like god works in threes with me yeah uh you know how it took three times for me to come to to ask god Mm -hmm. and well this at the third time uh i went up to and i same two people huh the the two people and i said i'm gonna try this one time and i'm gonna tell i'm gonna tell them uh something different and i said hey would you guys uh would you guys like to hear my testimony uh and i i knew they didn't know what maybe testimony was so right. i said how how god changed my life and yeah. he he you know he i i wasn't the same I, I lived a lifestyle of that was that was real bad but god changed my life yeah would you guys be willing to hear me and they're like all right i was like okay cool man I, i'm i'm gonna sit right here and uh yeah and i just started exactly what i said from the beginning Everything that happened, all the events, how I got stabbed, how yeah. I chose to forgive, and that resonated. But the thing is, the crazy thing is that it that the the reaching them wasn't really it wasn't really for them. I know I planted seed there, yeah, but they weren't really the ones who responded right. to God, yeah that what me sitting down there sharing my testimony was really for the people that were in the outside, right kind of staring and, and yeah. wondering and with curiosity, yeah. yeah of what is this guy with the bible yeah. saying to these two guys that are in listening the but not turning yeah you know, kind of just like, just like you know cool, what's going you know, on like, here yeah you know, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so it really was for all of them that yes, were looking yes and what one guy had never came back but the other guy they he must have talked to others and say who is this guy what did yeah, he say yeah and he said oh just invite whoever you can and he's going to talk about the bible right and and he came and he this guy didn't after after one time didn't return, yeah. but it was all those others where I had waves of seven yes, people coming yes. to a Bible study, and or and thirteen up to thirteen people were hearing. That's amazing. Every week it yeah. was a different wave of group of uh, and some the, a lot of them the same people, yeah. but different waves of numbers, and and I wasn't teaching them deep theology. Yeah. What what I was learning here, I was teaching over there, especially. Yeah. From my theology of prayer class from right. Pastor, Lopez. Pastor Lopez, he would teach about how to pray, mm-hmm. relationship with God, those yeah. things that really stood out to me, and I took notes, I, I took them and I made a document on how to pray. Yes. Simple, yes. just basic yeah. stuff of how to pray, how to fast. And then uh, and one Bible study was on the Word, just yeah. simply the believe it for what it is, yeah. for the Word of God, why it is important to just believe in how it's life and it's powerful. Yeah. And so these simple Bible studies, I would print them out like seven, 12, 10 copies. And then I'd hand them out and I would teach them. And as I teach, uh, you know, the passion came out and also almost like if I was preaching, uh, but, and it would come in waves, but really I was teaching and the passion would come out. And I I remember I saw results uh, uh, gradually. It took months. I was in there for months. Right. And there was times where I had doubts and I, I was discouraged I, again. I
1: remember you were discouraged. I remember meeting with you and you are like, man, it just seems like it's not advancing past a certain point. Yeah.
0: And I would teach them about receiving the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, how people are receiving it, how we had revival with over 300, 200 yeah, right. and CLC received it. Yeah. We, Jack Cunningham came over. I remember that, and and, yeah. and I would you know pump them up with this is what's happening today. It's happening mm-hmm. out there, and if it happened then, and it happened over there, it's happening. It could happen right here with you, and I felt like I was just hitting a brick wall. Yeah, right. And you know, but what some one thing that I I saw was gradually the, their prayer when they prayed first when when I said okay let's pray together. Yeah. They yeah. would just, you know, kind of look at each other and I would pray, God, you know, this and that. And then after that, when I'm opening my eyes, they're all just like, you know, it's cool. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. I'll put yeah, up a front. Right. And, and then after that, I would, um, uh, uh later as we could progress then i would see them bow, bow their heads but right, their eyes right, were open right right right
1: they're playing with it they're they're like okay maybe i should pray you know
0: and then yeah. later as i could just continue to plant the seed yes. just continue to plant the word of god and that's what what was happening is little by little they would believe yeah. little by little they would have faith and they would they would yield just a little bit then yeah. then you would see that they would close their eyes yes <laughs> and then then later progressively then you would you would hear they were Spring yeah, 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 yeah. It's chipping then, away. It's chipping away. You. It was yeah. at the lowest point of discouragement. Wow, where I felt like I was going to give up because there no one's receiving the Holy Ghost, yeah. and I've been at it at months. Yeah, I was. remembers telling my wife Maria? She wasn't my wife; she was my girlfriend at that yeah. time. And I was telling her, "I don't know what I'm going to do. I feel mm-hmm. like giving up." Mm-hmm. I'm telling. I told him all that I knew. Yeah, and and I and you no one's else getting the share. Holy Ghost. Yeah, but I didn't see. I didn't physically see the result, yeah. but God was already doing amazing things that I didn't yeah. know. And he that's was amazing, preparing.
1: Right? Because Because you're experiencing the saint side uh-huh. of having to trust that your prayers were doing something invisible that you could not see. While six years before... You were on the sinner side wow. of wow. our prayers. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and we were interceding for you and you hadn't we had no idea that God was even working in you. Now you're on the other flip side, right? Yeah. <laughs> you feel like giving up because you yeah. <laughs> talked all that you could talk. Yeah. You got no more to you got you gave me the best shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have nothing else to say. You prayed all the prayers you can pray. Yeah. And then you're tempted. I'm now, should I just give know? up? You know? Should I just walk away? Should yeah. I just leave it for what it is this so I, I just wanted to highlight that's interesting the tables turned and now you're on the side of having to believe that something was going on that you couldn't see yeah
0: yeah, yeah. so what happened is you know uh maria encouraged me mm. and she said you know just keep doing it just keep trying and i'm like okay this time i felt something different yeah i am not going to teach out of a piece of paper yeah like a structured lesson yeah I am just going to teach what I feel to teach. And it was based on uh, a word that uh, we received from uh, Pastor Haney in, in Israel. Yeah. No, uh, pa- Pastor Lopez. Yeah. He, he said, we were in the Sea of Galilee, and he said, he said something that stood out. He said, uh, uh, Peter did not just step on water, step out on water. He stepped out on the Word of God. Yes. Wow. And it's like, wow, because that— because he stepped out on believing God's yes, word, the mir- yes. that produced the miracle. And I said, I feel to share that with them, freestyle. So I, <laughs> I went in there, and no paper today. Yeah, I, There's no real structured Bible study. I just have a word to share with you. And I out of my heart, I spoke that word. And I said, look, it says right here, the day of Pentecost, they, they, this is what the word says. They spoke in tongues. Right. They also receive. Everyone's received in the Holy Ghost. They're speaking in tongues, and you can receive it too. And that's all right. you need to do is step out on the Word of God. Yes. And the miracle will manifest. It yeah. will happen. Yeah. And you will receive the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Yes. And something that I never, I never thought it was going to happen. With that one guy named Elijah. Yeah. He just stood up automatically. It just The Holy ghost quickened him and told him, him. let's do it. He said, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Hey, come on. Let's see that coming. Right. 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 And because of it's like something poked him in the spirit. (laughs) And because he said, he did that, that's it created a chain reaction where everybody's like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. It got everyone, it got everyone excited to want to do it too. Right. So they're like, okay, he stepped out. I'm going to step out. Yeah. So I said, all right, all right. We're going to do things differently right now. Yeah. Everyone stretch, and yeah. this is what I got from my uncle. He would say, "All right, you know, we've stretch, talked about lectures, yeah, so I yeah, just yeah, get right. up, stretch, yeah. and you know, stretch. You know, do something." Makes and me want to stretch right now. That made, in <laughs> that, yeah. that I thought, I'm gonna just do something different, something right, right, new to
1: kind of get them out of that. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. like
0: we're not sitting down, all that. Okay, we're gonna do this. Then we're gonna pray through the to get the Holy Ghost and and uh and repent and so stretch and i put i remember i put my leg in front we were in a cafeteria i put my leg onto the table and i was stretching i'll go ahead guys just stretch (laughs) and just to get them knock them out of the 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 tradition or the the the, the normal things just knock you out a little bit come on and god is going to do something different
1: there's something about abnormal things that that's sometimes is necessary it's sometimes important to kind of wake people up and say, let's not do the business as usual this Uh time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go ahead, man.
0: So, um, we got in a circle. I said, let's do this. I'll give instruction. Let's get in a circle. We didn't do before. Let's get, hold each other's shoulders because before it was always the front. I don't, I can't touch each other. You know, I can't lay hands. They don't know that, but they don't know what you don't tell them. Yeah. So I told I instructed them and told them, Hey, let's put our hands over our shoulders and let's pray, let's repent. Yeah. And as we were repenting of our sins, Father, forgive us of our sins, something happened new and different that I never saw. Yeah. They began their their prayers were no longer their prayers was, Oh, you know, God forgive me of my sins, this and that. Wow. It was loud. Yeah, it was loud. Yeah. I was like, wow, they're praying loud. <laughs> yeah. This has never happened. Yeah. And yeah. so as I saw that they were praying loudly. We were praying, I was shouting. The guards who had their little space up there where they can see right. down. They, they were hearing see, us. It yeah, didn't matter. Like, What's going on? And <laughs> we were in our own room, so it was away from where all the people can look in their little window. Yeah. They couldn't see us. But we were praying so loudly there. Lord, forgive us of our this and that. I knew, I just felt I said, Guys, I need aii am I'm st I'm gonna I'm gonna let go of you, but keep praying. Right, I'm gonna right. lay my hands on you as you're praying. I said it loudly, and then I, as I laid my hand on the person on my left, yes, all of a sudden, when I laid my hand on him, he fell to the ground in the fetal position yes. and started groaning and yes. crying with That's snot, snot coming out yes. of his nose and Thank tearing, you, Jesus. Amen. and he was crying, he was yes, gra- yes, groaning, yes, yes. Ah!
2: yeah oh, like and i was like oh my you can't lord fake i not that god's doing never,
0: something right there yeah i didn't, I didn't expect this to right, happen. right 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 it's was, another level now he did not receive the holy ghost mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. speaking in tongues yeah but he was groaning and i knew god was yes, healing he was his heart something out and all of a sudden i uh, then i went up and i turned around and i laid my hand on the next person yeah. on my right and he, i remember his name was his last name was vargas mm-hmm. and a lot of times they know they're known by their last, last names name yeah and he's from some city close by and yeah and he has a lot of different stories that yeah. you know a lot of, everyone has a story right, why they were there right. so he he his he has long hair and as soon as i laid my hand on him he bent down he he bent over you could see his hair, hair his him. long hair, come right over him, yeah. and he got the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues yeah. as his hair was flapping like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it looked funny, oh but it was gosh. the way God yeah. filled him with the Holy I love Spirit. It. That's a, Yes, praise <laughs> God. Man. I just laid hands. That's on, the real stuff, know. right
1: there. That's the real stuff. Amen. <laughs> and it's
0: like wildfire. It just yes. spread. Um, yes, p- yes. Then one person being touched just spread to another being yeah. touched, and another. And I would lay hands, and they would feel the presence of God. Wow. I can't. I remember of the uh, the other two who had first finished while they were praying for a while, and but I do remember that um, when uh, one of them told me because I was asking them questions, what did you feel? What happened? Mm. One of them said, as I, I saw I I I saw that person who was groaning in the ground yeah. in the fetal yeah. position, yeah. and I felt like I felt to pray for him. He yes. had compassion, right? And as he reached down to touch. Feel to pray for him because he that compassion that he felt right as he touched it, went down to touch him. He received the Holy Ghost, praying. speaking in tongues yeah. as he was praying for him. Wow, that's incredible! <laughs> and mind you, the man groaning did not even get the Holy Ghost yes. right there. Wow! And it was just the unique way how yes. he filled them, different people with the right. Holy Ghost. That's incredible. With speaking in tongues, it was the it was an amazing breakthrough that had happened. Yeah, and I never. I never knew, but all yeah. I knew is like I need. To, what's well, so important here is that I had to fight discouragement right. to get to that point yes. where that where they were able. To, I was able to see the yes. breakthrough yes. happen.
1: Yes, yes,
0: and ever since then, they these guys were so on fire for God yeah. that they started their own study group. Now, well, tell
1: tell uh, it, it, tell us about the uh, the uh, the guard who came down. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. That's, that's so crazy. So as
0: we, I, I I went. I went after talking to two guys who. had finished praying, you know, asking questions. What happened? What did you What did you feel? What happened? What did you What we're saying with the words right, coming, right? And just trying to see what what they would say that that would because I couldn't hear everybody. Yeah. And so, um, uh, but then I went back to the person where the person was praying for the man who was growing the ground. I went down, reached down, and I was praying for him as well. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a guard comes in with the door. Storming you hear in. it slammed back, <laughs> and he says, "Where is he? Where did he go? Where is he?" And we're like, they're like, who, the, the the guy who's on the ground, where is he? <laughs> and, 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 and I, he, he's like right next to me looking down furiously. And I'm like, it's not what you think, officer. He's, he's, he's under the power of God. Yeah. He's, he's in tears. Right, he's right. in tears under, under the power of God. That's and, crazy. And, uh, and I was kind of scared. Like, yeah. What's he going to do? Right. You know, right, what's happening right, now? Yeah. This is a change. We of, crossed of the things. line here. <laughs> and, and then he gets up. He's like, he, he told him, are you Okay. And he gets up, and he's like, with snot, with yeah. boogers coming. Yeah. It's just, it's just when, when, I, when he touched me, when he, I, I, I felt like he was hugging me. Wow. And he said everything was going to be okay. Wow. I felt like he loved
1: me. That's powerful,
0: and, man. Uh, and, he, and he said, okay. Okay, that's fine. And he went he up he and he went back, back, back to his there. The He's place not, up there. I, I can't <laughs> even
1: imagine what the guard was probably thinking. He's like, "What? What's going on here?" You know? Okay, this is beyond me. Okay, that's all right. Let me go back up because this is something's going on here. That's, you know, and you know what? Maybe it was the spirit of God, you really protecting you guys because they could have easily shut that down. Yeah. I mean, very extreme emotions like that. Yeah. i mean from a from a human perspective that's like shut it down you know why are they screaming you know why are they yelling you know what i mean why is somebody in the fetal position on the floor are you guys shanking him like what's going on you know
0: that's amazing where where there was breakthrough there was resistance Mm -hmm. where god was moving there was pushback yeah Uh, then and i there at one point i heard from a guard who knew the church at christian life center but didn't go there and she said there's there's talk there's talk that uh, uh they think you're the one bringing the drugs in oh, and you're bringing in drugs. Wow. and so they want they were wanting a reason to shut me down. Wow, um, even uh uh to get baptized in Jesus that, name.
1: the enemy was pushing back there there's wow a, there that's was a, incredible.
0: A Baptist pastor who uh was the chaplain there, yeah, and he he and uh, I said, I, I got guys who want to get baptized. Oh yeah, them, oh yeah, they already got baptized. They don't need to get rebaptized. Wow. And he resisted for yeah, a good yeah, while. Yeah. I had a resistance. Yeah. And I told him, You guys need to do uh do your part and let them know. Right. And uh and Spirit. so I, I reached out to the chap our our church chaplain here in C- Christian Life College, and he he said that they, they have to baptize the way they want to be, even if it's re- being rebaptized. Wow. So I told that information I didn't know to them. They told that chaplain of the Baptist pastor. And he said, "Okay, I can't refuse." And we in the email, I said, yeah. they By according to the rules, I yeah, sent both right. emails of that that chaplain, yeah. and the other chaplain, yeah. and saying that they can't refuse, can't refuse That's to do that. Incredible. And then he decided, "Okay, we're going to baptize uh, these people, but yeah. you're going to bapt, you're going, if you're going to baptize them, I'm going to baptize them with you." Wow. And so oh. what mar- remarkable thing is? I said God give uh let let me let there be seven at least seven, the seven that said they were going to get baptized be baptized in Jesus name uh, not those same seven that that said they wanted to get baptized yeah. all went there right. but there was seven That's that incredible. actually showed up there yeah. was some someone else who yeah. said last minute they wanted to get baptized wow so they went up there and a remarkable remarkable thing that happened is as I was right there uh, ready to dunk them in the water so was he the baptist uh, chaplain uh pastor holding them and i said okay repeat after me i said <laughs> uh you know by the confession of my sins Ooh, man uh and uh and uh, i said i now baptize you their name i now baptize you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of your sins and i waited and he said i now baptize you in the name of jesus christ for the remission of your sins wow. and we both dunked him in the water that's incredible and that, and that baptist preacher uh uh pastor also baptized them in the Woo! name of jesus christ that's amazing bro yeah <laughs> see that that's powerful
1: man that's powerful you forced the trinitarian pastor to help you baptize them in jesus name oh come on yes. that's the dominion of god yes, right yes, there yes. That's and i know the power that ministered to him to some yeah, degree yes uh
0: you know but there was resistance there yeah, was people Course. who they call them literally call themselves satanists wow and they would they would at these now the people who that had a breakthrough they yeah. had their own bible study right and as they uh, these people passed by who say they worship satan they would cur- cuss at them and, yeah and they would threaten them and that's say incredible. oh you know wow. they say bad things to them yeah. this is never going to happen yeah. you know, and they out. would just
1: continue like and, uh, in their bible study and, yes and they would tell incredible. me that you
0: know and they told me there's a guy next to me next door you can hear him he, wow. he would purposely pray out loud to Satan the Lord's prayer that's in the Bible wow. to Satan wow and and trying to intimidate them with yeah. fear wow and i told him, you don't need a fear you you uh, you have the holy ghost inside yes. of you you yes. have you need to be bold you have Amen. authority over them and and so i would i would mentor them through that but the the thing is they had such simple faith yeah they had such such hunger yeah. that they formed their own bible study and one day i i didn't know this happened but one day i came back and they're like, uh, Pastor Isaac. They call me pastor. Yeah. You know, to me, to, to them, right, I was their right, pastor. Pastor yeah. Isaac, Pastor Isaac. Uh, guess what? We, we prayed over someone and they got the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I'm like, really? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, he came and he was, he was like, when we were doing a Bible study together in our group, uh, in the public with everyone's out, you know, yeah. doing their thing, he just, he was a new guy who had came and he was growling under yeah. his, his mouth yeah. saying things and cussing. And he and he um, uh, and all we knew, all we thought was, OK, just lay hands on him and yeah, pray. Right. So that's what they did. Yeah. They got up and they laid hands on them and they all went and laid hands on him and prayed. And all of a sudden he said that they he began to speak in other tongues. Wow. And I was like, wow. And I, I turned around to him. I was he, like, he I heard came. their story. Yeah. I want to know came, from right? you. Yeah. Yeah. And I told him, hey, what? What happened, what happened to you what, yeah. I, let me hear what from your version yeah and he said i don't know what happened what was inside of me or what happened all I know is that as soon as they laid their hands on me, yes. whatever was in me came yeah. out, yes. and I began to pray in something I didn't understand. Wow! They had cast out a devil, yeah. <laughs> and they did, and they just were hungry for God. Right. They were They weren't. They weren't. They didn't study the Bible for years yeah. on end. They yeah. were just hungry. Yeah. They just simply believed that God was going to do something in their lives. Amen. Amen. They had that simple faith, and that's really, that's man. all. It, God that's what it's about. Wants, man. requires, yeah. desires mm-hmm. is for yes. us to set yes. simple faith in that's His it. Word, and God will do it. Yes. And that was amazing what had happened. Yeah. He had the Holy Ghost, and um, yeah. I was able to baptize him uh, in out in here in Christian Life Center. Praise God. Um, and uh, when he had came out of prison. Wow, that's incredible. He doesn't attend this church. Yeah. And I haven't heard. I, I don't know what happened. Yeah. But the impact. Yeah. Uh, that right. breakthrough. It was all you know i had to fight discouragement right. to get to those right. breakthroughs and multiple resistance. places
1: of discouragement yeah you know it it doesn't ever the discouragement is is not something you you fight and overcome once and for all there's different levels and different places discouragement will always try to imagine hearing that you know oh the guards think that you're the one who is bringing in drugs man mm mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, are they going to cavity search me now or what? Like, what's going to happen? You know, what am I going to have to do? You know, Mm -hmm. and uh, but you got to keep fighting for it. You got to keep fighting and the will of God is going to happen. The Holy Spirit is going to be poured out. And there's things that are happening behind the scenes. There's always things happening behind the scenes that you will not be able to see. But it's it's occurring, man. That's a powerful, powerful testimony, powerful testimony. Yeah. So um, now, it, when you baptized those seven people, that was close to the end of your journey here at Bible College, correct? Mm-hmm. I believe w- was it in the last month or in the last like it, it wasn't it like really close to the end to your to your graduation?
0: It was. Yeah. It was. Um, honestly, I, I well, you know what? I can't remember. I believe it was maybe a few months before. Okay, a maybe few months before. Maybe in the winter time. Got it or or it's coming out of winter so was, was that spring yeah i think it was that when it was getting a little warmer mm. they said then we'll get the batteries got it baptism, got that tree out yeah. and we're able, we'll be able to do that there's right. resistance like yeah. it's too cold we're not right. going to do it now yeah you know whatever excuse you could find right. to delay what they want whatever yeah you know we don't get it out we didn't do baptisms right now wow when it gets a little warmer yeah but i kept trying i kept pushing i kept insisting i kept trying somewhere else. So how can we make this happen? Yeah. That's the whole point. The key is persistence. Right. Don't give up. Just keep pushing. Find another pushing, way. Pushing. You might not see it. You might think, "Man, I'm hitting a dead end. I'm hitting a wall." Yeah. Yeah. But if you keep trying, if you keep persistence, yeah. so you don't give up. Right. There's going to be a breakthrough because Amen. God sees your your hunger. God Jesus sees that me. you're trying. He's going to open a way to do That's it right. somehow. That's
1: right. You know. Praise God. And it's
0: going to be the least way you expected it to
1: be. Amen. Amen. So now you're you're um you're in Washington DC with Bishop Staten, correct? Yeah. So, you know, where are you now? Where do you feel like God might be taking you is it in you know clear is it unclear? You just got your master's degree, you know, and uh and what's what's life like uh, in Washington DC right now? Cuz you said a a really powerful principle um uh, in church last night when you were preaching is that in and i hadn't ever seen it that way right we at clc we pray for our nation we pray for our nation's capital and you shared that you, this church new hope is that what it's uh, new, living hope living DC. hope is the recipient of those prayers you know so under that understanding um you know tell us what it's like to be there in washington dc under under bishop bishop Staton and pastor um I forgot his name. You you mentioned his name. uh
0: Eric Haldeman. Eric Haldeman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, I, 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 I watch C.L.C. Mm-hmm. still, even to this day, after six years from yeah. graduating. I believe it's been about six years, and um, and I do hear the prayers for our nation, for a nation's capital, and so in the lawmakers, and you know. That's us. We're yeah. who, that's who we're touching. We've yeah. stepped in homes of people who are, who are lawmakers, who are lawyers. Well, well. The husband's a lawyer. The wife's a lawyer. They're struggling with divorce. Um, you know, we've, we've, we have uh, many times I've stepped into different government buildings. Uh, as a plumber, I, I do plumbing. Yeah. As a as as a career, wow! And I'm able to step into different agencies and. Uh, Didn't
1: you do plumbing in the White House at one point, I or did. did some work in there? I yeah. did,
0: and did, and I've got to share. See, this is this is never underestimate the power of your testimony. Yeah. Wherever I can share it, I will share it. Yeah. And I think that's what we all need to do. Yes. So I've I have been able to share my testimony with someone who worked there. Wow. And I know that it went a long way. Yeah. And it, I don't see how far that reached but right. i know that it branches out yes. in god's timing yes and so but there's a scripture that says uh if i can remember it correctly it says that uh you you will you, if you sow weepingly yeah you will come out uh you produce you will come out rejoicing with sheaves. yeah and that being a harvest, right? Wow. Uh, sheaves with mm-hmm. the bundles of wheat. Yes, yes, yes. And w- the weeping part, I, I tend to think it's prayers. Yeah. And so that's what I think about is when we are the physical link that when I'm sharing my testimony to somebody who is a worker in a yes, government building yes, yes. that I go to in my career as a yes. plumber, or, or even that we make our efforts to go outreaching. That's powerful. Uh, I believe, I truly believe with all my heart that the prayers that are going forth from the church here Amen. and all the other churches across the nation, yes. their prayers are being released as we are the physical link that are speaking you into are their the lives. You are the church in them,
1: Washington D.C. Yeah. Amen. You yes. are that link. Yes, yeah. that's that's an amazing concept because all of there's many churches interceding for our government, for our capital, for our present, for our lawmakers, because we need the United States to be everything that it can be to keep sending out missionaries and supporting missionary things. Mm -hmm. We need the laws to Mm -hmm. allow us to do this. Mm -hmm. We need decision makers to make sure that this continues to be a nation where the church has freedom and liberty to preach and go places, you know? and 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 I you know what i I never thought about it that way until you shared that yesterday. That's the truth. Yeah. You are you being in that White House and sharing your testimony was a moment where our prayers that we pray on a Sunday morning actually came to pass. you know Absolutely. where our prayers opened up that moment, Absolutely. and now you're ministering to somebody who actually is there, you know, who was actually in the Capitol building who's actually over there with the senators and and is able to influence the senators that's an incredible that's a powerful thing and this testimony right here i think is important for
0: clc because we pray for you guys all the time like every service we pray i really feel uh the one more qualified to tell you the stories of the lives that have been changed yeah is bishop satan wow uh, because he that's all he does is he tells the testimonies of this person, brother Gregory, he lived under a bridge mm-hmm. in Washington, DC. Yeah. He was at this, the, he was at the lowest point of his life. Yeah. And brother Gregory would tell me, he told me he's in, uh, right now I'm doing a home group Bible study and he's in my, my home group. And he, I said, well, tell me about your testimony. He said, "At that time when Washington DC was the capital murder of the U of America, I was in it. Wow. I was all in it. I had everything the world had to offer. And I had cars, I had all that. I was strung out on drugs, but I lost everything. And yeah. I lived under a bridge for months. Yeah. And he said, God, is this all you have for me? Is this all I have to look for? And God had spoke to him and said, yeah. no, you know better than that. Wow. I, have, I will show you greater things that, yeah. you, that you cannot imagine that are yeah. unthinkable, yeah. that you have never thought you would see. And so... Even your prayers are reaching, and I don't want to limit to right. it's us and your prayers being released the moment we are touching them. Yeah. I believe that's a part of it, but there, uh, your prayers are also in a wide scale doing yes. other things that we don't Amen. see Amen. in the capital and yes. in the laws and in the legislation in the hearts of the people that are yeah. there. Wow, you know, and Bishop Staten could really tell you many testimonies monies of how people have been being delivered yeah uh because he his hand is right in the midst of Amen. it and the Amen. years of, of it's Amen. been 15 years of yeah that that living hope has been in that's that incredible. in the capital area that's incredible so uh, yeah, yeah man uh brother joshua yeah my brother joshua yeah you know, it's, <laughs> it's uh it's definitely i always commend uh for for everyone to pray yeah. for, continue to pray for Washington yeah. D.C. Yeah, because God, you don't see the physical. Yeah, but we do see people being delivered. Right, Amen. and right now there's Amen. a there's a lady. We have a lady who she's she's broken. Mm-hmm. She's broken from from a, 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 a recent divorce with a politician, and uh, and and her daughter works at an embassy. You know, it's sent too sensitive to state yeah, right. where of course. from what. But they, God is reaching them, and yes. I, and all, all the things that I've also taught, and, um, we've been taught in in Bible college about forgiveness yes. and shame. Yes. She said, "Tell me." I shared my testimony with her, just giving her a ride to church. Wow! Tell me more about that. Yeah. I need to know. Wow! And all those Bible college notes That's I gave incredible. her a seven-page thing. She read it, and she's like, "Wow! Thank you so much for sharing this." That's incredible. And I came here today. With the term saying to myself, I'm gonna buy that book, Christians and Strongholds, yeah. by Sister, Haney, Sister Haney, and I'm gonna give it to her because that's yes. exactly the ministry right. that the that's the words that she needs to to read yeah. to hear. Wow! Uh, and and it's affecting even the people uh, and and in Washington D.C. Yeah. on wow. a global scale. Amen. With with people who work in in embassies yeah. in a certain certain country.
1: Amen. Well, you know, I'll pray that uh, we can get bishop Staten here sometime we can talk about what's going on in dc and in many ways that's the next chap that's the forefront of the chapter of your life right now being at that church doing this home bible studies there are and i believe this just like god has opened up doors in unexpected ways for you to minister out here at clc he saved your life in an unexpected way he opened up doors for you to minister in a prison in unexpected ways we are yet we are going to see unfolding in washington dc and so in many ways it'll be a view into that next chapter of your life that bishop Staten here and just talk about what's going on in washington dc we're going to keep praying for you guys man we're going to keep praying for you guys and 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 um and honestly i'm going to share a little bit about uh about uh, your experiences in dc as well to lifeline wherever i get the chance because Many times we don't get the opportunity to see what the church is actually doing at the Capitol. We just pray, you know, and in many ways we are investing in something that we cannot see with our eyes. We are on this side, you know, while you guys are the boots on the ground, actually converting people, discipling people in homes, you know, winning people over to the Lord. And I think that's important to reinvigorate and reinvigorate our our encouragement our encouragement to keep pressing keep pushing it's not time to slow down we got to speed up in the kingdom of god and we got to do the will of god